Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. And yes, sir, man, we back. We back real, real deep, man. Junior, what's up? Let everybody, let the fans know how you doing. Yo, yo, how's everybody doing? Doing good, man. Jalen, how you doing? Papa, yo, I'm glad to be back. Man, we 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 missed Jalen last week, and I know y'all see it, man. We got our third official guest, and we got my guy Nick in the building. Nick, what's going on, man? Let Yo, the fans know who up, you are, up? Nick. <laughs> <laughs> How we doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. We're happy to have you, Nick. Yeah. So Nick's a long, long time friend of of, of both me and Junior, and a basketball basketball fanatic, man. He's been. Always like playing basketball, always watching basketball. You know what I'm saying? He's it's our guy, man. So we're definitely happy to have Nick on the on the show, man. So uh, absolutely, I appreciate y'all. You ready to do this, Nick? Absolutely, Nick. Let's, let's go. Jenner sipping on that wine. Okay, Jenner. Vino, Vino. You already <laughs> know. Be classy out here, you know. Kids, right. don't drink if you're under 21. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> man. But uh, but anyway, I'm gonna get ID here on the podcast. <laughs> We got a we got a real real special episode for you guys, man. So last week, yeah, if y'all haven't heard that, man, we just dropped that episode today, the podcast episode, all uh, the uh, this uh, Western Conference seedings predictions, the official predictions one through fifteen. So since we did West, we got to do the Beast in the East this this week, man. So we got we got the official seedings in uh, one through fifteen in the Eastern Conference, man. I'm real excited, you know what I'm saying? I, I want to hear what everybody has. And uh, if if there's if y'all have no more to say, man, I, I, I say we just jump right straight into this. How y'all feel? All I gotta say is the least in the East, more like. Right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, but For this real. is the least. Best, this, hey, you know, looking solid. This is the best all around. This is the best East has been in a long time. I know, that's not saying much though. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta oh, see, yeah, you gotta see those Cavs rosters that made the finals, man. <laughs> but 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 hey, no. I'm ready. That is true, though. They have improved a lot. So it, it was tough making this list, too. I mean, you had to pick, you know, garbage from garbage. It's tough. Honestly, no, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Let's All right. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So let's get into it, man. So we're, we're going to go from 15 to 1. So I'm going to go ahead and kick it off with, with, with my, my 15 seed, and then y'all go ahead and just feel free to just speak up after. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with the 15 seed. Man, I got the Cleveland Cavaliers, y'all. So Last year they were they were ranked they were ranked the worst defensive backcourt. Colin, Colin Sexton and and Darius Garland allowed the most points by any backcourt, not just in the East, in the entire league. In the offseason, they didn't do anything to get better as a as a defensive team as a backcourt. Kevin Love really hasn't been the same since 2018. Everybody knows that, and he's and he's out with with a calf injury and has no timeline, man. So I, I really don't even see the direction of the Cavs. Like you know, like some teams on here, like they're bad, but at least see you know I see the hope, I see the direction. I, I don't even see the direction for the Cavs, man. So that's why I got him in the in, in the 15th man the last season. You don't even see a direction with they have the leading rebounder in the league. Ah, man, but he, he, does he is he gonna keep playing, man? Like, and and I mean, you you could rebound the ball, but you got to play defense and, and score to to get make playoffs and he's, win he's championships. Been up a decent, he's been up a decent decent average. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the Cavs though, but I don't have him in 15th. My 15th, I got Detroit. Hey, <laughs> it's crazy. It's because I mean, it's crazy how a team with the with the most with a most improved player candidate 
is actually last in the worst conference. And I'm talking about Jeremy Grant. I think he's a contender for most improved player. Um, he's been nice. His better himself has kind of paid off. He's averaging 24 points a game, but the rest of the team has been bad. Uh, I think D Rose is at 13 points a game. Griffin, Blake Griffin is at 13 points a game, which is okay. But they're, they're at the time of writing, they were three and 13. That's insane, right? Like that's horrible. And there's really not much they can do that. Maybe they can get to like 12, 13th place at best, but that's it. Realistically, I think they're staying 15th. I think, I think uh, losing Christian Wood hurt them a lot, even though they added Grant. He, he hasn't been delivering wins, you know, they're empty numbers. So that's why I got him in last. But I want to know what, what you guys think. Jalen, Nick, lay it on me. What do you guys Absolutely. Think? Hey, I'm going to chime in right away, you know, because, uh, you know, I promise we didn't talk before this, but I also got the Pistons at 15 as yeah, well. Yeah, see, uh, great minds think alike. Honestly, I mean, I just don't see it from them this year, really, as far as, like, I love the players. Like, Jeremy Grant, he's got potential. He was great on the Nuggets, great defender, you know, like, He's got a lot to his game, but he needs help from other people. And if Derrick Rose can't be there to give him that help, I don't know. I mean, it just doesn't – it doesn't look like they're trending in the right direction, obviously. Like, it's only the start of the season, but, you know, like Blake Griffin needs to step up. Like, he needs to be that guy that he was in L.A., you know, to even be a factor in the East. So, I'm right right there with you, Junior. Like, I just don't see it for him this season. Yeah. He's, just, he's just a shell of himself nowadays. Blake Griffin, that is. It's just a shell yep. of himself. So it's tough. Who you got, Jalen? Um, funny, um, I had the Pistons as well. Ooh, Jalen and I have been actually having the same list <laughs> yeah, for like two or three episodes now. But you know what I'm saying? Like, Grant is an amazing player. He's a contender, you know, to be the uh, most improved player this year. And he's really proved himself. He, he's played all 17 games this year, averaging 24 points, six rebounds, three assists. One steal and one block. So that's showing that he's an all-around player. He just needs more more pieces around him, just like uh just like Nick said. So I I'm totally with you guys with number 15 for the Pistons. What you got for number 14? I'm ready for the next one. Yeah. All right. Come on, John. Let's get us all 14. Right. Let's all right, let's move on to number number 14, man. So number 14, I'm going with the young bulls over there in New York, man. I got I, I got the Knicks. Ooh, y'all. I thought you were gonna say the I Bulls. Got, no, no, no. I got, I got, I got the Knicks because man, that's that's a team full of youngsters, man. Youngsters who absolutely cannot shoot, and that's just why I have them. That's why I have them in the 14th place. That they lack so much floor, uh, floor spacing. Alec Burke is the only player on the team that shoots above 35 from from from, from the three. But I, I do want to say I like Mitchell Robinson a lot. You know what I'm saying? He he's solid kind of player. garbage this season though. He, he's a, he's he's a solid defensive player. That that that, that, that that's where I feel like he anchors. He anchors most and does most for the team. He's putting up 10 points, 10 points per game, nine rebounds, once one steal, two blocks. Also, also like like Julius Randle as a, as an offensive option, uh, offensive option for that team. You know, what I'm saying a little big Laker guy. Shout you know out. what I'm saying? I like I like Julius Randle and uh, uh, Julius something is else. A dog. Julius is a dog. I know, dog, I know. He really is. So, what, so, what else, John? Sorry. So something else I want I want to mention is you know I I really like the the addition of picking up Nerlens Noel you know what I'm saying because that that's gonna bring a, that's gonna bring a lot of uh, of defensive anchor in our second unit for for, for Mitchell Robinson is not on on the court but one thing I do want to say man the Knicks need to play my guy Dennis Smith Jr. Why mm-hmm. like he was he was the the boy like he he had the keys to the Dallas Mavericks. And then Luka yep. Doncic got drafted literally the next year. They traded him away, and now he averages like three minutes per game. Like, 
like he, it's not like he went away, man. Like he needs to get playing time. That's my guy, man. And but the reason why I have the Knicks over over the over the Cleveland Cavaliers, man, is because the Knicks actually have a, a defense a defensive presence in in Mitchell Robinson and and Nerlens Noel, opposed to the Cavs, who like I mentioned, it was ranked worse in defensive rating last season, and and in defensive and in the backcourt, they were ranked worse, man. So. That, that that's why I went with the Knicks in the 14th seed. How you guys to the Cavs' defense, though, they changed a lot from last season, especially defensively. I, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the Cavs, but I actually don't even have them at 14th. I agree with you. I got the Knicks in 14th. I think Randall's looking nice. He's putting up 22 points, 12 rebounds, and six assists. Robinson, though, has not been playing like the way I had expected him to play this season. Coming off of what I saw last season, I would imagine he'd be averaging more than nine points and eight rebounds a game, right? Especially on the Knicks, where if 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 Robinson doesn't score, who's going to score? You know, me. Like, there's just <laughs> the Knicks are just straight. They they have nobody on the team, and that means that Randall has to carry the whole team pretty much. I feel like because RJ Barrett isn't panning. Not that he's bad, but he's just not where I thought he would be. Right, most of the team isn't so so if Randall's the player carrying your team that's just not gonna work you know shout out Julius Randall he's a dog I like him ex-Laker and all but like if the face of your franchise is Julius Randall I'm sorry you know like it's just it's just not gonna work out so that's why I got the I got the Knicks at 14th but I want to know what what else you guys got Nick Jalen what do you guys got no absolutely I mean I I like that you know you guys are doubting the young ones a little bit but you know, it's they got a young they got a young squad. Like you know, you gotta at least like trust them a little bit. I got them ranked a little bit higher. Might surprise y'all actually where I have them ranked, but um, you know, I think they just have a new defensive mindset now with Thibodeau there, um, and you know, they just they kind of. I mean, they they beat the Celtics. I think like one hundred five to like seventy five or eighty five, something like that. Love like that's the it. Celtics. Love you know, to see like. It. Yeah, sure. You know, obviously, but like that's the Celtics too. Like they're an offensive team and like, you know, just for this, for the Knicks to put up that many on them, like I wouldn't doubt them is what I'm saying. Yeah. But that's not who I got at 14. Who I got at 14 might surprise some of y'all. And this, these are the, uh, actually the defending, uh, well, not, not this year, but the, the used to be champs of the East Raptors. Toronto in 14? Man, yes, I mean, sir. I want to know why. You know, man, I just I seen a cut. I, I haven't seen that many games, so I'm gonna be real with you. But the ones that I have seen, they just do not look good. They don't look like they're meshing together. Kyle Lowry looks a little sluggish. I mean, Pascal Siakam ain't putting up those numbers that Spicy he was. Spicy, man. Uh, I don't know, man. They just don't look too good. That's all I'm saying, and that's, that's... why I got them 14. Damn, Nick, Nick, that's I'm, tough. All, all I'm gonna say, Nick, is I'm not too far from you, man. I'm yeah. like, I'm, hey. I, I low key feel you. I low key feel you. <laughs> no, no, but, I, but I don't know about 14. I don't know about yeah. 14, but I feel you. That's a good shot. Like I, the, where I place the 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 Raptors, I actually have them where I think most people are gonna think that it's low, right? So I'm actually thinking like now, like damn, okay, maybe I'm not I'm not alone. But I'm not 14 low. But but man. I got I got I got a low too. So man, that's interesting. Hi, you guys are talking. I don't, I don't know. Jalen's like, Jalen's like, let me, let me reorganize this little. <laughs> let me put this right here. Man, so, Jalen. Yeah, tell me what you got, Jalen. Well, for me, for my 14th, I put the Knicks too. Okay. Because, okay. Because they're eight eleven right now. They're number nine in the East. So I mean, 14. 
it's not it's not the best. It's not the worst too. You know, uh, I think that they're better than the Pistons because I think they have more like more potential with like R.J. Barrett, uh, Obi Toppin, uh, Mitchell Robinson, and Julius and Julius Randle. You know, like they have like like a good you know like individual players. They just have to just pick it up. You know, just like somehow, some way. But it's just that that New York Nick curse. You know, like they're never gonna be good if they're in New York. So I mean, <laughs> no telling's gonna happen for them, but. Someone has to be, I mean, someone has to be traded if they want to do something in their career. They can't stay with the Knicks. Man, I feel that. I all feel right, that. I hear you. Definitely. Yeah, all right. Let's see 13, right, so, John. So um, moving on to the 13 seed, man, I I got who you you guys have in your last seed, man. I, I got the Pistons, y'all. And and let, let, let me talk to y'all why, man. So, you know, when I when I when I look at, at the duo of, I mean the kind of the trio, right, of Blake Griffin. Derrick Rose and Jeremy Grant. That's a, like that's a respectable trio. But then you think about Blake Griffin is Blake Griffin's pretty washed up. You know what I'm saying? And like I like how Junior always says on this podcast, man, the best type of ability is availability. Exactly, <laughs> man. So check this Fundamentals. out. Fundamentals. So, Last 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 year, Blake Griffin only played 15 games. The year the year before that, only played 60 games. The year before that, only played 25. So if you're not if you're not able to be there and you're meant to be one of the star players on a team, I can't have I I can't have you that high up on my list. And you know what? Like now, my I really wrote, wrote my argument expecting you guys to be like you got you have the Pistons at 13th place, but now <laughs> but now y'all have the Pistons even lower than me. So <laughs> my argument really not even gonna make that much sense. But uh, but 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 another thing I wanted to bring up is Blake Griffin missed all 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 these games in these last three seasons because of the same injury, the same knee injury that he missed his entire oh. rookie season for in 2009. So that's a reoccurring injury that's very scary for you know to have your star player having. And unfortunately, man, like real, real, this hurts my heart to say, but Derrick Rose just ain't the same no more. You know, mm-hmm. Derrick Rose is not the same anymore. I, I, I watched the Derrick, Derrick Rose documentary the other day. You know, he's just not the same anymore. Killing Hayes, the the, the rookie they they just uh, they just got is out with eight weeks with with that hip injury, and so that leaves Jeremy Grant. Like like we yeah. started with the trio. Blake Griffin's kind of washed up. Is he really is he really going to play? Derrick Rose isn't really the same. And and like how you guys said, I don't see Jeremy Grant being able to carry a team all on his own to the to uh, to, to the playoffs. And so the Pistons' success is really going to totally determine on how Blake Griffin's availability is. And the reason I have the the reason I have the Pistons over the Knicks is because I like the Pistons have have a duo. I guess if Blake Griffin plays, they have a duo in Jeremy Grant and Blake Griffin, opposed to the Knicks who like how Jalen said, they just have a bunch of individual talents, not anyone that could really work together. But uh, that's how I went with the 13th seed, man. And so y'all talk to me who you guys have in the 13th seed. Man, I, I've i been waiting now to finally, because I keep, every time I've talked about the Cavs, so now I'm going to actually talk about the Cavs. <laughs> that's who I got in 13th. So you guys remember when the Warriors changed the game and played small ball, introduced small ball, the Cavs are bringing big ball to the league, baby, except it doesn't work. All right, so they got Drummond, they got Andre Drummond, Jared Allen, Kevin Love, Larry Nance, and JaVale McGee. That's a starting five of just centers and power forwards, <laughs> right? So uh, Colin Sexton's been really nice, though. He popped the Nets twice and put up 27 points. He's putting up 27 points a game, which is nice. Andre Drummond leads the league in rebounds at 15. He's putting up 19 points a game. So he's almost having a 20-15 season. 
which is also nice. But aside from those two, there's nothing else really there. I mean, Jared Allen is fighting his footing. You know, he's at 16 points and nine rebounds with the Cavs. Um, but it's not going to be enough to get them in the playoffs or even close to it, in my opinion. I think that uh, I think that it's just it's kind of like a lost cause for them. You know, I think they're trying to move pieces around. I saw a crazy report today that Andre Drummond is trying to get bought out to sign with the Nets. That would be insane. Oh, my God. I mean, I mean, if Kevin Durant left the Warriors to get a, a ring, you know, without having a super team around him, what is he doing? <laughs> I mean, like, he, he left to kind of be his own guy because, you know, no matter how good Kevin Durant is, it's always been Steph Curry's team. It's always going to be Steph Curry's team. Uh, um, so he loved to be his own guy. And now, you know, he's got, you know, He's gonna have a team full of, you know, full of. Super- I mean, I guess he is the best player on that team still, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll just have to see. I, Every team that Kevin Durant goes to, he's the best player. Yeah, except Ironically. the Lakers. Oh, except the Lakers. <laughs> except the Lakers. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll still take LeBron. Call me biased oh, though. Me I'll too. I w- I would too. I know Nick's like fuming right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I remember but, that. Uh, but uh, uh, what was I gonna say? No, but I, I genuinely think it's funny, too, for Kyrie, because remember, he didn't want to go to any – he wanted to leave the Cavs because he didn't want to be 1B, and then he wanted to, to to go to his team that he's his own guy. Now he's, like, the third guy, right? I think it was uh, – Shannon Sharp said this. It was the funniest thing, right? He said he left the Cavs because he didn't want to be Robin, right? And then he went to the Nets, and now he's not even Robin. He's Alfred the Butler. <laughs> oh, man. Because <laughs> now he's, they yeah. have Harden and Durant. But yeah. – uh, but anyway, yeah, so that's straight away from the point. I got the Cavs in 13. You know, my 13 to 15, they're all kind of close. But I think ultimately it goes Cavs, Knicks, Pistons. But uh, talk to me. What do you guys got? All right, man. Um, no, that's solid. I I like that you got the Cavs a little bit lower than I have them. I personally have them higher. And I think it might surprise you guys where I have them at. But uh, my 13 is actually the Wizards. Ooh. And, uh, Ooh, okay. you know, I think that's – Man, I Nick think with the hot takes today. At this point, you know, like you got to make something of yourself if you got some some star players, you know, and you got Russell Westbrook, you got Bradley Beal, who is bawling out of his mind. Dude, he put up 30. 47 points today he's and they lost. Exactly. Oh, and they oh, lost. Man. That's the that's the thing is that he's averaging 34.4 points per game and they're still losing games. That's crazy to me. That is insane. Man. And Russell Westbrook is literally having the opposite experience and, you know, going like three for 11 some nights and just like not finding the shooting range at all. Um, The tough thing too with them is that they play little to no defense. It's very obvious. Um, They definitely try to just outscore their opponents. Um, They have a high points per game. I believe it's around 115 a game, 120 a game, something like that. And it's just like, you know, you can score the points, but if you're not playing defense to back it up, right. you're not going to win many of those games. So right. they'll make them close, you know, but I just don't see it for them this season. Um, unless they, you know, prove me wrong and they start to mesh a little better. I don't I don't know too much about the Wizards this season. Yeah. And man, just just real quick before we leave the Wizards, uh, freaking Russell Westbrook is actually got I just saw this today. Crazy stat. He he's has 163 total points this season, and he's taken 163 oh, shots. Oh my god! I saw that's that insane. one too. That that that, that is Crazy. nuts. I mean, like I get it. He's still Russell Westbrook, and and he's still a superstar. You know, at, at worst, a star in the league. 
I actually probably think he's maybe he's taking a step off the superstar level to star. He's a star in the league, but but man, like I I I I didn't expect Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal to work out, but I didn't expect to be to be this bad. But still, I don't have him that low. But we'll, we'll get to him. Who you got? Who you got at thirteen, Jalen? Um, I have the Bulls. Ooh, They're currently seven and ten. And they're number 11 in the East right now. And they finished number 11 last season, too. So I hope that this isn't a trend or anything. But, I mean, they have, pretty, they have some pretty solid players at Kobe White, Zach Levine, uh, Larry Marketing, like Wendell Carter, and uh, Denzel Valentine. They have some good players, but I, I don't really see them putting it together this season. I feel like they need one more season to, you know, to, like, get everything together and kind of work things out because Lowry, because Lowry was hurt a lot last season. So he's, yeah. he's going to be back, I, I, I guess, this season. He's, he's only played 10 games, but we still have to wait and see. White is nice, though. He's an underrated player. All right, so moving on to the 12th seed, man. So getting closer and closer to that top eight, man. I'm excited to hear y'all top eight. But for now, let's uh, let, let's talk about seed number 12, man. So I got, I got the Charlotte Hornets, man. A real, real, real fun team to watch. And I, I, I told Junior, me and Junior were talking about this uh, earlier in the season. One of my favorite teams to watch, actually, in, in the Eastern Conference because of, is because of how, how young they are, how, how fast tempo their offense is with LaMelo Ball, Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, and Malik Monk all being under 25. Like, all those guys are under 25. That is a future for them. That is definitely a future for their team. That's definitely a lot of a- athleticism on, on that team. But it will, who I really want to highlight is my guy Gordon Hayward, man, having a career high year in his in his entire career. This is one of the best. Se- this is the best season he's actually ever ever had in in his career, averaging a career high twenty four points per game, eighty seven percent from the free throw line, a career high forty three percent from three, and. 51% from the field, man. Like he is lighting it up. I really thought he was washed. I was like, a, I was like a 31 year old Gordon Hayward. It's over for him, man. <laughs> but I, I still think he's getting overpaid. I was going to say that he's still overpaid. <laughs> he's, he, he's still getting overpaid, but he is still, he is balling, man. He's doing, he's doing what he got to do. And that the reason why I have um, the, the Hornets over the Pistons is because like how we, like how we said, man, uh, best high ability is availability. We don't know if Blake Griffin is going to play. All these guys are under 25. They could they could play all 82 games and 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 not and not need breaks and and keep going. You know, uh, unless injuries happen and stuff like that, of course. But if if it's just what you got in the tank, these guys are 25. These guys are 25. These guys are under 25. They're they're young, man. So they got a lot in the tank, man. So that that's why I'm going with the Charlotte Hornets in the 12th seed, man. Who you guys at? Man, I got the Hornets too. I got the Hornets too. It's funny. So I, even though LaMelo's looking like a rookie of the year candidate and Hayward's putting up 24 points a game, I just don't think it's enough for them to do much in the East. Uh, or in, well, Sorry, that made it seem like the East is a great conference. Not my intention. Uh, but uh, Rozier's been solid at 19 points a game. But until him and LaMelo learn to actually share the floor better, you're not going to be able to maximize both at the same time. P.J. Washington's been solid at 13.7 rebounds. Graham's at 13.6 assists, which are all solid numbers. But I still just don't expect the Hornets to do much. I think the the East has a real nice cut right after the ninth seed. It's a steep drop off, and I think the Hornets fall into that category of that steep drop off. So I got the Hornets at twelve. But I want to know what you guys got. What you got, Nick? Absolutely, no. I completely agree about the Hornets. I love watching them. They're a fun team and all. Uh, you know, a lot of promise. A lot of promise with those young guys. But you know, for me, at number 
What we at? 12? At number 12, I got the Bulls. Um, honestly, love the Bulls. Love, you know, their, their promise that they show as well. Obviously, Zach Levine balling out of his mind. 27 points, five rebounds, five assists. He's balling. But, you know, he needs to help these other players ball out too. Kobe White, I love Kobe White, man. He's, he's a baller. He's certified too. But he needs that help from those other guys yeah. to be able to grow into what he needs. I think he might need just this year is going to be that year for him where he, he breaks out a little bit. But at the same time, you know, I don't really know if that's going to be enough to push them past maybe top 10. That's why I got him at 12, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's a good shot. What about you, Jalen? Well, for me, I put the Cavs at my number 12 spot. They are, they're currently number seven in the East, and uh, they have two very good, uh, you know, promising players with Colin Sexton and Andre Drummond. You know, Drummond is, is averaging 15 rebounds per game, and Sexton is averaging 20, 26 points per game. So, you know, I mean, they have pretty good players at them too, but otherwise that, until um, Kevin Love comes back, I don't really see them going anywhere in the East. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think for me they're better than the Bulls, in my opinion, because I, I think they have a little more longevity with them because okay. of Alex Sexton and Andre Drummond. Okay. I got you. I got you. So, uh, so moving on to the 11th seed, man. Uh, I, I got, I got the bulls, man. I, I, I have the bulls. And before I, before I even talk about my, my points, man, a couple like two episodes ago, I asked junior and Jalen a question. I, I said, man, is Zach Levine for real? Or does, or, or does he just score? Cause nobody else on the team is going to score. I need to apologize. The man is for real. He is for real. The man is for real, dog. The man is for real. 27 points per game, 50% from the field, 39% from three. He is for real. Like, like I really thought I was I, you know, I started watching a lot more Bulls games. I'm like, let me, let me see if Zach Levine's for real, or is just nobody else gonna score the ball and he just scores. But nah, the man really, really scores. And uh, and Laurie Marketing, man, he's like what you mentioned. He's he's a unicorn, man. He's never shot under thirty four percent in front of three point line in in his career. Like how like how Nick mentioned, Kobe uh, Kobe White is improving, man. He's improving. He's improved in literally every single category this year. He has two more points uh, than than he did last season. Three more assists, two more rebounds on a better three point percentage and a better free throw percentage and uh, percentage from the field. But the, but but again, one thing that we always mention on this episode, man, the best have ability is availability, man. Because Laurie Marketing and Zach Levine have never have never played over seventy games in any season of their career. So that is something that does scare me. You know what I'm saying? Whether whether it's injury or whether it's load management, whatever it is, and that so that that is something that does scare me. But the reason that I have the Bulls over the Hornets is really because of a star like Zach Levine. Like the Hornet, like Zach Levine is a star, dog. Like. He is for real, and the Bulls don't really have a player like that that can get a bucket anywhere on the court. Yeah, yeah, the Hornets don't have a player like like Zach Levine, right? So that's that's why I have I have the Bulls over the over the Hornets. So who who you guys have at eleven seed? Zach Levine is so for real that I do not have them in eleventh place. I got the magic. <laughs> I got the magic. Uh, I think Fultz was looking nice, but uh, but he got injured and he's out for the season, unfortunately. Gordon hasn't taken the significant step up that the Magic needed him to take and that everybody expected him to take. And we've talked about this before. Um, so it's really just Vucevic, who's averaging a career high 23 points a game to go along with 11 rebounds. But this team's just not good enough to make the, the playoffs, not even in the East. 
Plus, Jonathan Isaac won't be back this year, so it's really just Vucevic and Gordon. And Gordon isn't just is not pulling his weight at 15 points a game. Even Evan Fournier is averaging more points than, than Aaron Gordon. Evan Fournier is at 17 points a game. So you really got, you know, your top two scorers are, are Vucevic and Fournier. Man, you know, it's not even in the East you can be able to get by with that. So I got the Magic in 11. But who you got, Nick? Hey, I'm glad you said it because, you know, that's my that's my 11 too as well. Um, you know, the Magic, they they just – I have this, this saying that I always say, the Magic will always be the Magic. Um, first, you what know, is it, first round Magic? <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, you know, like Nikola Vucevic, obviously great player. Like you said, averaging about 23, 24 points a game. He's solid, man. He can He can rebound the ball. But, like, literally, that's about it. That's all they got, you know? Like, I love the promise of Aaron Gordon and his flashiness and all these dunks and stuff. But, you know, that's not really going to be able to win you games, you know, when it comes down to it. Uh, You got to play defense. And the Magic really have not shown it on the defensive end that much. Um, I do like some of the underrated players that they do have, like Terrence Ross. He's always been one of my favorites uh, to watch. And he just, you know, he balls every time he goes out there for sure. But... As far as, you know, my number 11, I got the magic. I just, you know, trying to look past Vucevic is hard um, for other players trying to help him out. So I got him at 11. Yeah, there's just nobody else left. What about you, Jalen? For my number 11, I put the Wizards because they are currently in last place at 3-10. and They they are not a good team, and I think they have a little potential, a little more than the Cavs that I put at, at number 12. But I was looking on ESPN today, and I've seen that uh, the last six games that Bradley Bill has played, he's had 47, 33, 31, 34, 41, and 60 in the last six games. He only won one of those one games or one of those six games. Get him out of there. You Get see him, him on the bench. Him. He was, like, praying the other day. That is <laughs> sad, man. That's just that's sad. That's man, from a, tough. In some tough. I mean – that just tells the tale right there, you know. Like he's he's a max out player on a trashy team yeah. that that Russell Westbrook isn't even playing on really. He's only played nine games this whole season, so at, out of the seventeen games. So I mean, they're not a good Man. team. Yeah, definitely. I, I I I definitely feel that. So uh, so m- moving on to the to the ten seed, man, and who I have. So I have, I have the Orlando, Orlando Magic in the ten seed, man, and if. Jonathan Isaac wouldn't have, wouldn't have blew out his knee, and if Markel Fox wouldn't have wouldn't have tore his ACL, I would have had him make the playoffs, man. I definitely would have had him. They made the wow! playoffs. They made the they made the playoffs last season. Yeah, <laughs> but made, last season there was no Hawks. Last season there they, was. They made the playoffs last season. You add Jonathan Isaac, who was a runner up for Defensive Player of the Year. You add Markel Folks, who's starting to find himself in on on that team. I definitely would have had him making the playoffs. But since they don't, I have him in the tenth in, in in the tenth seed. You know they have they have Aaron Gordon, who's been of course letting down. They have Evan, Evan Fournier, Terrence Ross. Dwayne, uh, D- Dwayne Bacon, like how Jenner and Nick met and then mentioned v- uh, N- N- Nikola v- v- Vukovic. Vucevic, <laughs> man, his name is hard, man. Nikola Vucevic putting up a crazy, crazy season right now, man. A career high 23 points per game, career high four assists, uh, uh, 11 rebounds per game, career high 81% from the free throw line, career high 43% from the, from, from the three and 48, 48% from the field. And one thing I one thing I want to mention, man, is Nikola is a 
a center. He, 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 he plays center. He, he sometimes plays center for, for the Magic. He is third in the league right now for most catch-and-shoot threes in the NBA behind Duncan Robinson. That's, that's all Duncan Robinson does is catch-and-shoot, and he is third right behind Duncan Robinson. So that like that that that, that is great 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 uh, respects to Nikola and I'm a, I'm gonna sound like a broken record man but the best have ability is availability, availability man because Nikola Nikola has played every single game for the past two seasons man and that is impressive yeah. that like that right there if he can if he can keep that up that and, and he can carry the the in my opinion the magic to the 10th seed I know I'm saying carry but I mean better than them being any lower than any any lower than 10 but uh, the reason why I have the magic, oh, the reason why I have the magic over the Bulls is is because of, of, of Nikola Vucevic, man. He's, he's doing his thing. <laughs> he, he's, he's 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 doing his thing, and he really is just doing it all right now this season, man. So that's why I have the magic in tenth place. Who who you guys have in the tenth? Man, I got I got. I was gonna say I got Zach Levine. <laughs> I got the Bulls. Look at me. I got the Bulls in tenth. Levine, you already said everything needs to be said. I mean, you hit it on the head. Uh, 27, five and five, shooting 50% from the field, marketing at 19 points a game. Uh, Kobe White's got 16 points a game, five rebounds, six assists. They have a star in Levine. The rest are just solid players, though. But I think Levine as the lone star on your team just won't be enough to get you in the playoffs. But that's not to take away from him. It's just that nowadays the league, you you just it's just so competitive. The talent's so spread out that you just need to have probably at least two players at least two real, real star, star players, you know, to, to have a realistic chance of really doing anything. I mean, you see, there are, there's a team like the Wizards with two star players that so far seems like nobody, or at least, at least Nick and Jalen's gone through them. John, I don't think you've said them yet, and I haven't either. I haven't either. So uh, maybe they won't make the playoffs, maybe not. Stay tuned. But uh, I got the Bulls in 10th. I just think that uh, they just need a little bit more in, the, in order to be able to make the playoffs. But uh, I want to know what you what you guys what, what do you have a t- who do you have a tenth Nick? Uh, you know they've already been said, but I'm gonna go with the Hornets at ten. Um, they're a really really fun team, like like John mentioned earlier, fun team to watch. Super young, um, Lamelo Ball obviously potential to be rookie of the year right there. He's been balling out, um, just averaging crazy numbers just for his first year, and I feel like he can really only improve from that. Gordon Hayward has always been my guy uh, from day one. Loved him on the Jazz, always on the Celtics as well. And he's just, he's a consistency guy, you know, like he's obviously putting up a career high right now, um, which is honestly great for him. Like I love that for him, no matter what team he's on, but he definitely helps make other players better around him as well. Uh, One thing that uh, I think that is making him better is that he's getting more opportunities Uh, with less quality players surrounding him in Charlotte than in Boston, because, you know, he had Jalen Brown, he had Jason Tatum, all those different guys, Kemba Walker to like help bail him out a little bit, you know, whatever, or take more shots, honestly. Um, And they don't really have that in, um, in Charlotte. So I think that that's interesting that he's, you know, kind of blossoming into the player that he is now. Um, And, you know, they're just, they're just overall a fun team to watch, man. Like, they got some cool role players too as well. So I'm interested to see what they do this year, but I got them at 10th. For me, for my number 10, I, I put the match. All right, so they started off at six and two this year and they're on, they're on an eight game losing streak. So they don't really don't have any, you know, like any winning potential for me, but they're, they're above the Wizards because I think that they have 
more potential to go further. And that, okay. that, that's it. I got to say for, for Magic. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good pick. Magic at 10th, that's a good pick. Definitely. For sure. All right. what, what you got at ninth, John? All right, so in the ninth, in the ninth team, I got I got the Wizards, and who 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 got him here for me was just Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. Like I know Russell Westbrook has been hasn't been having a great start of a season, but at the end of the day, that's still Russell Westbrook, and he and he's like at, he's gonna do something to 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 contribute to a team, whether it's scoring, whether it's rebounding, whether it's pushing the, pushing the tempo, he's going to do something to contribute to a team. He's going to figure it out, you know, and I, this is his first year in, in, in the, on the wizards. And I, I said this when he got traded to the wizards, I didn't see it working out at all because we're talking about two ball dominant players on the same team. I, I, I didn't really see it working out, but, uh, but the reason why I have him, the reason why I have him in ninth place is because, they basically so so last season they were ranked the wor- the second worst defensive team, and they didn't do anything to get better defensively except I guess adding R- Russell Westbrook. They lost they lost Thomas Bryant. They don't to to an ACL injury. They their 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 big is Robin Lopez and Alex Len. I'm not trying to disrespect them, but like that's not going to get but it disrespect done. The ten <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but but that's not going to get it done, you know. And and uh, me and Junior, we're high we're high on Thomas Bryant. We definitely think he's a, he's a, he's a good center. He's a good player, but. With him being out now, like who is gonna run? Like Robin Lopez is gonna be out here fighting mascots. <laughs> he's not gonna. He's not gonna be able to do anything for this team, man. So that's why I have the Wizards in ninth place, only because of Russ Westbrook and Riley Beal, man. I I I believe that one way or another they will be like they'll figure it out. Like I mentioned, Nick said, they're just trying to outscore teams, and maybe it's not working right now, but it's gonna it's gonna be a work enough to, in my opinion, to get them to the ninth seed, man. Who you guys got in ninth? Man, so I, I just a full disclaimer, I think the next three spots, so spots seven through nine, I think they could be interchangeable. But the way I currently have it set up, I also have the Wizards just barely fall into the ninth seed. It's, it's tough to have a team outside the top eight when they have the highest scorer in the game, which is Beal at, at, I think you said, 37 points a game, which is just insane. It was 35 when I wrote this. It's already up to 37. Like, this guy is just nuts, right? But that's just that's just how it is right now. They they have the highest score and they're probably not going to make the playoffs in the worst conference in the league. Um, Westbrook has been a shell of himself, but that's, he's still averaging twenty ten and eleven, which is crazy. Imagine being a shell of yourself and averaging a triple double. But like you said, John, they have no depth. You know what I mean? I think that uh, I think that if they would have had Thomas Bryan, they actually would make the playoffs, in my opinion. Because I say without Thomas Bryan, they're barely missing it. So I think with Thomas Bryan, they're making the playoffs. But we don't have him. That's the reality of it. Uh, Bertans has not been horrible, but he's not going to be enough to, you know, drag your team to ninth place. So I had to go with the Wizards to ninth place. It's just tough to choose them, but that's, that's where I went. What about you, Nick? Totally understandable, man. Um, for me personally, I got the Cavs, number nine. Oh, um, okay. You know, like, I, I love, I love, love, love the uh, – the potential here you know like I see potential with Colin Sexton obviously probably the number one guy there uh he's a dog pure and simple I've been trying to tell people about him since he came into the league and most people wouldn't listen but now like y'all are brought in early (laughs) but yeah no other players like Darius Garland like he shows he shows a lot of potential as well I think he probably needs a year or two probably closer to a year just to help translate his skills a little better um, obviously Andre Drummond, undeniable big man, probably the best rebounding big man in the league right now still. 
And, you know, they got him for that reason and that reason pretty much only. So I think, you know, like with a couple other players here and there, they'll figure some stuff out, but I just don't think they have, you know, what it takes to get past that number nine spot. So that's why I have them at number nine. What about you, Jalen? Uh, for my number nine, I put the Hornets on my number nine. Uh, they're a pretty good team this year. Like in my opinion, uh, they have like, like some very good pieces at uh, LaMelo Ball, uh, uh, Gordon Hayward, Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, you know, they have like a lot of good players, but I, me personally, I just want them to pull it all together. You know, like that's why I put them at number nine before the magic, because I think that they could honestly, you know, like, like make a push for it. If, if they start playing better together, you know, like, like, like how junior said, if, uh, if, if LaMelo and Terry Rozier, like learn how to share the courts together, they'll have more success. But who is, Honestly, who is Lamelo going to start over, Terry Rozier or uh, or uh, Devontae Graham? Yeah. Who do you guys I, think personally? I, I would have him starting over Devontae Graham just this season because Devontae Graham is having a terrible season so far. He's just like one, statistically one of the worst seasons of his career. But but so that's why I'd have Lamelo start over him, and because Terry, Terry Rozier can score, he 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 can push the tempo with Lamelo. Uh, scary Terry. Scary yeah. Terry. <laughs> I agree with you. I got Rozier as well. Like, I think Rozier and Lamelo will be a better pair than Graham and Lamelo. Yeah. Uh, and isn't Graham like 5'6? Like, <laughs> or he's something a, like that? Hey, he's a small boy, but he had a yeah, big no. season last season. Yeah, no, he can ball. I mean, shoot, he's oh. in the league. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he, he can ball, but it's just, it's just like, it's only sustainable for so long, right? And we saw that with Isaiah Thomas. Mm, like, yeah. uh, you kind of, you do you discover that player and it's just like you know what are you gonna do get over me no you're not yeah. you know what I mean so it's just it's a little tough but I mean I, I I'm talking like I'm six six right but <laughs> but uh I guess I'll just have to settle for six four you know whatever yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot okay all right well let, let's get into the into the playoffs now right all right, man. Let's uh, let's get into what what the people want to hear, man. The playoff teams. So let's start. Let's. I'm gonna start with my 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 eight team, man. Wait, hold on. With... One second. One second. I just realized you haven't said a team I thought you were gonna say, which means you're making the playoffs. And you gave me and you gave me a hard time when I said they were gonna make the playoffs. Uh, which I don't know which. Uh, I'll call it out when I hear it. All right. Go ahead. All right. So, so we're um, the eighth seed team. I'm going with. I'm going with the Toronto Raptors, man. And the reason why, the reason why I really got them so low, you know, I, and I really thought you guys would have more of a reaction. Like, well, you got the Raptors so low. But the reason, <laughs> the reason why I got them so low is because, man, they lost Sergi Barca, Marcus Saul. They're two starting big men. They so that means they lost defense, shooting, so much IQ, especially when the top teams in the Eastern Conference have dominant big men. They, if you look at mo, if you look at, at the top three teams in the Eastern Conference, or at least in my list, the top three teams, and probably in your guys' list as well, they have a dominant big man holding down the paint. And right now they don't. You know, they 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 sign Aaron Baines, which you know I guess brings them a little bit of shooting, but not nearly what Mark Gasol and Sergi Ibaka was was bringing to them. Uh, like how you guys mentioned, Pascal Siakam is not really playing up to what what he should be, and 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 now with them gone, 
this is Pascal's time to be like, all right, this is my team, like an average like 24 and 10 or something like that. But right now he's only averaging uh, 18, 18, 8 and 5 on 45% from the field. Fred Van, Fred Van Vliet, man, I, I, I like him. He's, he's a dog. Right now he's averaging 18 points per game, a career high uh, five five rebounds per game, career high two two steals from the game, shooting 35% from deep, and then and that's nice. But like how Nick mentioned earlier, Kyle Lowry is just – I don't know. I don't. I don't really know what's going on, Cal Lowry. You know what I'm saying? He's not. He's not the Cal Lowry that we saw in the finals, hitting those thirty to twenty-five feeters, thirty feet, man. So I, 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 that's why I have the Raptors in in the eighth seed. And the reason why I have them over the Wizards is because of of the 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 potential trio if Kyle Lowry gets it together of Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, and Fred VanVleet, man. But that's why I got in the eighth seed, man. Y'all talk to me. You who got in the eighth seed? So for me, it was close. I actually had. The team that I have in the eighth seed right now, I actually had them in the seventh seed. Then I moved them to the eighth. Then I moved them to the seventh. I just kept going back and forth. And eventually, eventually, I landed on the Hawks on the eighth seed. All right, I did the and, same thing. And, yeah, so it was tough, but I had to go with the Hawks. And and I said they had no excuse to miss the playoffs. And this is what I was talking about, by the way, John. This is what I was talking about because I told you this in the beginning. You're like, you're not gonna make the playoffs. But 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 that was that was that was a different time, you know what I mean? But 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 I said they had no excuse to make the playoffs, and 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 I stand by that. I think Trey has developed so much. You know, he's at, at 26 points a game, nine assists, and they got Capella, Collins, Gallinari, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, and Rondo coming off the bench. You know what I mean? So 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 that's just a nice squad. I think Rondo helps a lot with with uh, that you know off not just the ball stuff but the mental part of the game the teaching part of the game it's going to be able to be a mentor for for Trey Young and I think look you look at Capella he's averaging more rebounds and points actually which is pretty funny he's at 14 and a half rebounds and 14.2 points he's second only to Andre Drummond in point in rebounds and John Collins is at 16 points eight rebounds even though he got broke like three times today by the Nets I think uh Kevin Durant shook him Harden shook him. I think. I think maybe even uh, uh, DeAndre Jordan shook him. But, uh, he just got shook by everybody. But he's still he's a nice player. Now, if this team was in the West and they didn't make the playoffs, I understand. But they're the East. No excuse not to make the playoffs. You know, I, like I said, I think seven and nine are interchangeable. But I think the Hawks need to be making the playoffs. So, I uh, I think anything short of that is considered a fail season uh, for for the for the Atlanta Hawks. So that's why I got an eighth. But uh, I want to know who you got, Nick. Absolutely, man. Um, you know, it's funny that we're back to back, keep going back to back right here, but the same the thing. Hawks as well. <laughs> Mine's the Hawks as well. Like me and Jalen two weeks ago. <laughs> I promise you, I promise you did we did not plan anything before this. Um, but basically, yeah, just getting down to it. Junior pretty much said everything that I needed to say, but I'm just piggybacking off it saying obviously Trey Young is unreal. Um, you know, that's all you gotta say. If you never watched him before, go watch the kid. Um, you I know, stray, I love their young core. I love their young core, you know, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, all like like uh, Junior was mentioning. And then that whole Capella thing, too. Like, they got a good thing with Capella yeah. as well. Um, you know, like the little man working with the big man type thing. Like, I love that. And I think it works really well for them. They might need to develop it a little bit more, but I think that's why they brought in Rondo as well to gain that extra experience for Trey. Because, like, you know, coming out of college, he was more just like a pure scorer. And he still is in the NBA for sure. But, you know, he definitely just like he needs to get more well-rounded in, in his passing game. And like, I'm not saying he's bad, but like, you know, he needs Develop to get other people. Other facets. He yeah. needs to get people involved. So 
Um, I like Gallinari as well. Um, always love Gallinari. He's a, you know, he could go out there, get you, get you 15 and, you know, eight or whatever. Um, and just, you know, just be that extra guy that you need. So like, I think that the Hawks, they definitely are like an up and coming team. And I think they might slip into the playoffs. So that's why I got him at number eight as well. What about you, Jalen? What you got? Um, I have the Hawks too. It's funny hey. to have the Hawks and, you know, it's just it, like none of this stuff was planned, I promise. But <laughs> I have the the Hawks at number eight. Uh, you know, Trey Young, Trey a boy. Trey Young is something different, something that we haven't seen. And, you know, um, like I like the point that you said that that they brought uh, Rondo so they, they, he, he can get more like experience, more like awareness. Because, you know, sometimes Trey Young gets tunnel vision and he'll just throw up any old shot. So, I mean, that – that experience is going to be very valuable to him. And the addition of Clint Capella, like you guys already said, that's a very good addition. You know, he had a, a, a triple-double just off of blocks. You know, that that's crazy. That's, a, a like, an amazing de- defensive presence that they uh, picked up. And that's why I have them going to the playoffs this year in the AC. Definitely, definitely. And you know what I'm saying? We're talking about the Hawks. I'm going to just keep it, keep, keep it rolling, man. I got the Hawks in the, in the seventh seed. <laughs> I, got, I, I got the Hawks in the seventh seed. And one thing, you know, I, you guys have, have really mentioned everything. One thing I, I do want to mention is the, 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 them bringing in Danilo Gallinari, uh, Chris Dunn, uh, uh, Bogdanovich. That is so helpful for their oh, offense. Yeah, Bogdanovich. That, that that is so helpful for their offense because like how Nick Nick mentioned now with Clint Capella and John Collins, Trey Young can run a high pick and roll with Clint Capella and John Collins, and he will have literally unlimited options. He can hit the roll man as Clint Capella or John Collins. Clint, uh, John Collins it can shoot can shoot the three, so John Collins can fade out to three. He can hit the fade man. He can hit a shooter in the corner. Danilo Gallinari. He can hit Bogdanovich in the corner. And, and and also bringing in Chris Dunn and Rondo brings in that defensive presence that they lacked last year in the, in the backcourt. Everybody knows Trey Young's a great shooter. You know, he could pa- he pa- pass the ball, but the man cannot play defense. But bringing in Chris Dunn bring, helps a lot in the backcourt defense. So that, that that's why I have him in seventh place. You know what I'm saying? Getting getting so much better than, than they did last season. And even though to just to show how packed the, the, the Eastern Conference is, I think they might have had one of the best off seasons for for for, for the yeah. Eastern Conference teams, and they're still only in the in, in the in the seventh seed. That's because they, they were horrible last year, though. Yeah, and, and then and uh, and and one thing I want to mention, like, like how Jalen mentioned as well, is the IQ. The IQ that Rondo is going to bring to to Trey Young is going to be tremendous, man. Trey Young definitely, when, when he's feeling himself, starts to get a couple tunnel vision, and I think Rondo is going to be able to you know channel that a little bit better and channel them to like. Maybe maybe don't look for the shot. Maybe look for the roll man. Maybe look for the pass out. So I definitely am very very excited about seeing the Hawks and making the playoffs uh, this uh, th- this upcoming season. And I think just like Devin Booker, Trey Young is going to be one of those players that in the playoffs he goes off like he just does what he he does work. I could see that in Trey Young. So that's what Devin I got Booker in the playoffs. Sorry, I oh. got a disconnect there. Yeah, just kidding. No. You know what I mean in the bubble yeah, playoffs. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure, for sure. I think you went to say Donovan Mitchell. That's good. Uh, but uh, no, I agree with you, man. I, I think Rondo is going to help him a lot. It's going to help Trey Young become a, just a more well-rounded player. So, like I said, close seventh or eighth, but then I ended up going with the opposite of what you said, and I got the Raptors in seventh place. It's kind of crazy to put them in the seventh seed uh, because they were, you know, like like Nick said earlier when you had them in 14th. Uh, that they were, you know, defending defending champions a couple of years ago. 
But like I said, crazy to put them in the seventh seed. But I just think losing Gasol and Ibaka hurts them. And it's it's almost like Siakam took a step back. Thankfully for the Raptors, they're in the East, so they can afford to take a step back and still be in the playoffs. They're currently 10th at the time of riding, and I don't think they'll miss the playoffs, but I do think they'll barely get in. Uh, you know, they have a solid team, Pascal, Van Fleet, Lowry, and I think we were forgetting Chris Boucher, who's a potential most improved player candidate as well. I think that they have gotten better. Uh, they just, uh, I think that, that the teams around them rather have gotten better, but the Raptors went down a step and that's why they fall to the seventh seed. But who do you got at seven, Nick? That's interesting, man. That's interesting. Um, got the same thing. I like it though. No, no. Nine or at 14. I know. I remember that. Um, but no, like just kind of piggybacking off that. I mean, I saw Pascal Siakam miss two, two, uh, game winners or game tires or whatever they were yeah. in the clutch, bro. And like, that just really kind of hurts their stock. So, um, yeah, like I said, you know, not too high on them, but anyways, continuing on with my number seven and this might surprise some of y'all, but I got the Knicks at number seven. Wow. Oh, yes. Wow. That's a good one. That's a good one. I actually did think of that. Knicks Arnold. Um, and, you know, obviously like most of the stuff was already said, but I think the main point here that I'm trying to drive home is that they really are a different team under Tom Thibodeau. Like, you know, it's it's crazy how much of a 180 they actually did because they did like they were awful last year. I don't even remember what place they're in, but it doesn't even matter because they didn't crack the top 10. So, I mean, right now, like they they really just have that defensive mind about them. And like I said, they beat the Celtics by like 20 points. Like, you know, they they had like I think they beat the Nets as well, actually. Um, or something but anyways doesn't matter like I just think that they're you know the whole roster is young from the rebuild they just need to learn how to play together and I think that this year might be that year that they kind of learn to mesh I love RJ Barrett he just needs to stay a little bit more consistent I loved him at Duke and he's just you know he can be that guy for them uh, if Randall doesn't think that it's completely his team I love Julius Randall don't get me wrong he's a monster inside as well Um, but I just think that, you know, they'll figure it out this season. And that's why I got them so high is because I just, I want them to figure it out. You know, I'm actually high on the Hawks. So that's why I got them at number seven. On the Knicks. What about you, Jalen? My number seven, I put the Raptors. I know that you guys have them like a little lower, but I put them at number seven. That's because I, I, I truly believe in Siakam and Van Fleet. But, you know, Kyle Lowry is getting old. He's, he's getting on the older side. He's starting to get slower. His shot's looking a little broke at times, but he's still a very good facilitator. And that's what I think they, they need. Um, they have a good player in um, Boucher. Boucher's a pretty good player with a funky shot, but it goes in. Uh, and they have, good, they have good chemistry as a team, like overall. That's why I have them over the Hawks, because the Hawks don't have that chemistry like the, like the Raptors do. The Raptors really like depend on each other whenever they're playing the game. But uh, that's why I have them at seven and not at six, you know? Definitely, definitely. I, I, I hear you. So uh, so moving on to, to, the, to the sixth seed, man. And I don't know. I, when I wrote this down, I'm like, this might be a hot take. I might I might catch some heat for this one, man. But I got the heat on the end of sixth seed, man. Yeah. I got the heat in the sixth seed. And the reason why I got him here is because 
check this out. Tyler Hero is out with the neck injury. Jimmy Butler is out because of COVID. My, Myers Leonard is out because of a shoulder injury. Myers Bradley, Leonard? Uh, my, uh, We're talking um, about a difference maker? <laughs> every, every Bradley is out. Hey, is, is availability is availability, all right? Exactly. There we go. <laughs> every Bradley is, 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 is out with COVID. And not just because those players are out. All these players are out with no timeline. They have the heat. At least they haven't put anything out of when they have even have an idea of those of these players coming back. And I don't see and if Jimmy Butler, their best player, Tyler Hero, not their best player, but a very, very important player. Myers Leonard Jr. I know Jr. doesn't think he's important, but he's very he's very <laughs> big on a, on a defensive end and is a big is a, is a good big big man for them. Every badly can we, we see what he can do. He's a, he's a great defensive guard. If they miss too many games, it's going to be hard for the for these players to come back in, figure out their role. Especially Avery Bradley, he wasn't even on the team last year, so he doesn't even really know his role on the team. Come come in, come back from injury, figure out his role, and then have to play catch up in the East, which is that, and that's why I have him in in, in the sixth seed is because they're dealing with all these important players being out for the start of the season, and that's just going to be harder to play to to, to play catch up basketball. In the in the tougher East, you know the the East has gotten a lot tougher. The top five teams are very tough. I in my top three teams are could make an impact in the West, as a matter of fact. But um, but but the top five teams in the East are very very tough, and I don't. And another reason is because every team above them has got has done something this offseason to get tremendously better. The Heat just added Avery Bradley, which I don't see that makes them tre- tre- tremendously better. But the reason why I do have the Heat over the Hawks is because the Heat, is even though they're missing players, they've proven that you know their team chemistry works. They, they, they've proven that we can do this. Like we play as a team, we play well, we share the ball, we play we play well on the defensive end. We uh, we can do this, and because they gained so much experience last year playing against Baby Goat AD and Goat James, so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's so that's why I got the Heat in the in the sixth seed, man. Who you guys got in the sixth seed? So for me, it was actually funny because when I wrote this, I had this team in the fifth seed and I basically had a fifth and sixth swap. But when I looked at my list again today before going on, I said, no, no way. These should absolutely be flipped. So it's funny because I wrote this last week, but going into today now, it's it's uh, things change just like that. And I, I have the heat in sixth place right now. It's, it's kind of crazy that I'm putting the reigning Eastern Conference champions in sixth place, but uh, that's, I mean, last season they were fifth, right? So it's not much further from where, where it is. And yeah, they turn it on when it matters. They proved it, you know, un- until they prove otherwise, it matters and it mattered in the playoffs. Um, I think we're going to see increased roles from Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero when he comes back. Bam's having a career high at 20 points a game, and he's also averaging nine rebounds at a block a game. And, but, but Jimmy Butler's been down. That's, that's the problem. His numbers are down from last year. Um, so it's like, you know, just things kind of become not, not a wash, but Jimmy Butler's down here and Robinson are up on, on everything, points, rebounds, assists. So it just becomes a little bit of, uh, you know, we have to see how things affect. But now it's like you said, John, it's just the 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 players missing, you know, the lack of availability. Jimmy Butler being out with COVID, um, you know, the neck injuries, the Meyer Leonard's, you know, making a world of difference. Otherwise, they'd be first seed. Uh, no, but I think that, you know, the, the, the Heat have added a good, defensive weapon weapon in Avery Bradley and now he's out too uh so it's just tough to have him higher than the six seed especially when there's just so many other good teams they actually like you said I I was you know making jokes about the Eastern Conference and all that stuff but 
they do have an, actually a top heavy conference with the, 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 the top teams are actually, there's no slouches. So I think that, and I said that from the ninth seat down, there's a divisive line. And now I think that, you know, pretty much from like probably the fifth seat down, there's another divisive line. And uh, maybe it might even be from the sixth seat down, but I got the heat in sixth. So who you got, Nick? Damn. All right. I didn't really expect that one. Both, both heat and both six. All right. All right. Anyways, um, I'm going to continue on. Uh, but I got the Pacers at number six. John's shaking uh, right now. John's <laughs> shaking. John loves the Montesquotis. Montesquotis <laughs> is very good. Hey, let me, let, me tell you, let me tell you a little bit about my guy. He was an all-star last year. Uh, the guy swallows up boards. He's, he's a phenomenal, Man. phenomenal guy, averaging 12.4 rebounds a game. And he's just a complete force in the paint off- offensively. Plays great defense as well, but... Uh, the reason why I ranked the Pacers a little bit lower than I would have ranked them, I probably would have ranked them a little bit higher, to be honest, if they still kept Victor Oladipo. Um, you know, I get, you know, the whole injury thing, but at the same time, he's still a dog, and I love him for that fact. Um, you know, and going off that, uh, the people around him, Miles, my, whoa, Miles Turner is... You meant to say Myers Leonard, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to, that's why. <laughs> uh, Miles Miles Turner, he's been my guy. He's a block machine, defensive uh, prowess, and he actually leads the league with blocks at four point one blocks per game. Which oh, wowzers! Not, not an easy feat per game. Let that sink in for a second. That's crazy. And you know, like I said, he's no slouch on the offensive end either. He's got a good looking shot, being a center, and can play the four as well. Um, tough to match up with. Um, I think that, you know, like being in the East like that, you need a solid big man to at least get, like you were mentioning earlier, junior, like top three. Um, but yeah, I think Miles Turner can definitely be that defensive guy for them. Plus a little bit of offense as well to offset it. Malcolm Brogdon, obviously, um, you know, in my opinion, has the potential to be a star. He's averaging 22.7 points a game and 7.2 assists per game. Um, really, really big uh, career year for him. I believe he's going to go off. And um, I, I think that the Pacers are going to surprise a lot of people this year. They got some good role players as well, but um, I got him at number six. What about you, Jalen? Um, I, I also have the Pacers at number six uh, because, you know, uh, Michael Brogdon and Demonte Sabonis, they're both leading the teams in points per game. You know, like like Nick said, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, he's he averaging 23 points per game. He's leading the team in scoring right now. And Sabonis is having 20, 21 and 12, almost. That That's pretty good. And, I, I mean, just looking at the Pacers right now, they're on the uptrend, you know. I think there's no going down. They're number four in the East right now. So, I think I kind of have them ranked a little lower than I probably am looking at it right now. They're probably, like, lower. But I would probably rank them at four if, if, if I wanted to, re, to like rearrange it. But uh, for me, they're number six. Definitely. Definitely, I feel that. All right, so so moving on to my to my number fifth seed, and I I got the Pacers, man. I got I got the Pacers in the fifth seed, and I know a couple of, a couple of episodes ago, me and me Junior and Jalen, we, we were talking about we were listing some of the Pacers players, and we were like T.J. Warren, Malcolm Brogdon, Jeremy Lamb, 
Miles Turner, Miles Turner, and we were like, man, they kind of deep. Like they they got they got a deep team. They got a deep squad, and that's why I got him. In, that's why I got him in the fifth seed, man. And of course, we cannot forget about my guy Sabonis, a double double machine. One of next to Ennis Kanter as one of the most slept on players in the NBA. He's extremely slept absolutely. on, man. Yeah, extremely absolutely. extremely slept on. I, I, I don't I think he's getting wanted... his credit yet. I mean, I think he's he's lauded as a star in this league already. Man, but 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 for what he does, dog, like what like it, he is he's one of those players that what he does doesn't really show up on the stat sheet. Like the way he the way he runs the floor, his footwork in the post is insane. It's not like he's a Joel and B just so much stronger, bigger than everybody. Like, no, it's his footwork that gets past everybody. And and uh I also want to give I want to give a big shout out to my guy Doug McDermott, man. He's a white hey, boy Dougie that could bucket. <laughs> Dougie Buckets exactly, dog. Like, I gotta give Doug Doug, I gotta give I gotta give TJ TJ McConnell, man. So they they, they actually have a solid team, man, coming off the bench. And I do agree that Karis LeVert is a step down from Victor Oladipo. And unfortunately, man, uh, pray, prayers up to Karis LeVert. You know, I know he's out right now with that kidney injury uh, and with no timeline on returning. And, that, and that, you know, that definitely, that definitely hurts the Pacers. But one thing I thought about is that really gives Jeremy Lamb finally a chance to be able to grow into, into a player that I've been, I've been saying he could be since he got drafted to Oklahoma. He got drafted to Oklahoma back in the day, I think back in like 2012 and never really played because he was always behind behind, behind the James Harden and, and everybody else. And then now he's always been behind Victor Oladipo. And he was, and he would have been behind Karis LeVert, but now he has a chance to, to, to really uh, grow, grow up as a star. And, and I really do believe in, in Jeremy Lamb. That's why I got him in the fifth seed. And the reason why I have him over the heat is because of their depth, you know, of their depth and, and how, how how deep they are. Like the Pacers are actually a very deep team as far as their starting five and as far as, and as far as who they have off the bench. And they're not going to be missing as many players as the Heat are going to be missing for this uh, the, for the beginning of the season. For now. For now, yeah. So so they're not going to have to play catch-up like, like how the Heat are going to have to play catch-up. So – um, so that's who I got in the fifth seed, man. Y'all talk to me. Who you guys got in the fifth seed? I, I, so that's basically who I got in the fifth as well is the Pacers. And that's the one that was going back and forth last week. I had heat five Pacers six this week. It's, it's changed already. I mean, they've, there's been more games. They they're in third right now, third in the East at 11 and seven, which is pretty impressive. Uh, it's a really nice team. Sabonis is having a career year, you know, 20 and 12, six assists, still in a block. Brogdon is balling too. I'm surprised no one talked about Brogdon yet. He's averaging 23 points a game with seven assists. Like, I did not expect that out of Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, uh, and I don't expect him to win a title with this roster, but I expect him to take at least, at the very least, two games out of any team in the East. Any team. They would take off two games out of any of them. Even the Nets, if they get Andre Drummond. I think the Pacers mm-hmm. taking two games off of anybody. Uh, um, you know, like I said, starting five, Brogdon, Levert, Warren, Sabonis, Turner. That's super solid. They got depth. They got Dougie Buckets. They got TJ McConnell. They got, they got a solid team. They really do. And I think that they deserve to be fifth seed. Um, it's just tough. It's tough for them to be higher because the other teams are just on a different level. But I think that, you know, fifth seed is, is, is something that the Pacers should be aiming for. Anything lower than that, I think is just going to be, uh, I mean, yeah, I want to say a fa- a failure, but it's, it's it's a harsh word, especially in a season like this one that's so dynamic. But it's it's definitely going to be a little bit underachieving what we can expect the uh, the Pacers to be at. What do you got at fifth, Nick? 
Oh yeah, definitely interesting. Um, well, since you guys already kind of mentioned these guys, uh, my intro is not really going to work as well here for this uh -huh. one, but I was going to say, let's not overlook the heat too much. Uh, they went to the bubble finals. Um, you know, I got them at number five for a reason. Um, Bam Adebayo proven to be one of the most promising new style big men in the league. He's really evolved and, you know, he's what, I think 20, 21 years old, something like that. He's young, man. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how he can change his game and just evolve the players around him. He's got great post moves, rebounds like a madman. And, uh, you know, if Jimmy Butler can stay healthy, I think they'll be a good duo. Speaking of Jimmy Butler, I'm assuming he hasn't changed much uh, besides for getting COVID. Uh, that was unbeknownst <laughs> to me, but uh, I don't watch enough heat games to know that. So uh, I'm going to just leave that alone. But also great, great role players, solid depth. Uh, promising players, man. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is is a is a crazy man. Honestly, like you know, he will shoot anything, and uh, if you give him the space, he will shoot it. So I like his promise. Duncan Robinson, obviously, you know he's he's got to fit in a little bit better. But I really do like the fact that they got seasoned vets like uh, Andre Iguodala. They got Goran Dragic coming off the bench when he's healthy. Um, and obviously, you know, Udonis Haslam, big, big, big part of, uh, <laughs> he, his, he history right there. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he's been, but that was a joke. Along but... for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was solid. I think of their first title, but I think by 2012, he was already <laughs> on the older side. <laughs> but no, um, just kind of being more serious about it. Um, I'm sure they learned a lot just getting to the finals and losing. And, you know, that's got to leave a sour taste for anyone uh, to get that far and, you know, obviously lose to a more superior team. So they got to be coming back with some fire. Uh, and my last point about them is just don't underestimate Eric Spolstra, honestly. Yeah. Like, you know, he's been there enough times to know what it takes. So, you know, he got there last year when people doubted him and uh, they beat the Bucks. So, yeah. I mean, most people didn't think that was going to happen. So right. I got him at number five. And Pat Riley's a G, too. So Pat Riley can Exactly, some exactly. So given, to, given so. these players stay healthy and get back healthy, uh, I think I think they'll be number five as well. So what about Let's you, Jalen? What you got? Um, I also have the Heat at number five. Uh, it's, it's because um, Bam is looking pretty good this year. He's, he's, um, he's basically leading the, the team in almost every, you know, stat category. And, and 21 points, uh, nine rebounds, and also five assists in one block. I can't believe that he's averaging the, the most assists on the team as a center. But just like when Nick said, you know, that just proves the versatility of him and, like, the 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 new era of what a big man is supposed to be. Uh, but I have them ranked five uh, kind of, like, above the, uh, the Pacers, but uh, they're missing, like, a lot of players right now. Like, everybody's hurt or has COVID. So I honestly think that with the same core that they made it with last season, that they can make it again, you know, pretty far in the East this year. So I, that's why I have my number five. Definitely. All right. So moving on to, moving on to my, my fourth seed, man. So the final four, the final four y'all. So, the, so these final four, I mean, it's, it was a lot, it was a lot of maneuvering, a lot of going back and forth and it was tough. It was tough. So I definitely, I'm definitely excited to hear you guys, your guys' top four. But I'm gonna go ahead and start with mine. I'm going with the 76ers, man, because right now Joel Embiid is having wow an, an MVP type year, yeah, like MVP yeah. type year. 
28 points per game, 12 rebounds, three assists, 1.3 steals. And like how Junior mentioned on the last episode, a stat, a stat that's not mentioned is the amount of shots he alters. See, right now he's only averaging 1.4 blocks per game. But he, if you watch 76ers game, he altered so many shots. Like he won't get the block, but his presence being there has a, a player has to go up and under and then misses or, or, or him just being there walling off. Makes 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 player misses. Right now he's shooting eighty four percent from the free throw line on eleven free throws per game. He's shooting eleven free throws per game. It's not like he's shooting like two free throws and he's so he's knocking him down. He's shooting fifty five percent from the field, forty percent from three as a center and dog. I, I don't even mean to sound crazy, but he's looking like a mini AD out there. Like I'm watching these games, he's pulling. St- step back threes he's key he's knocking down every mid-ranger you get he's getting to the hoop he leads the league right now in 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 post points he leads the league right now in paint touches so it means he can he can move anywhere he wants on the court when he wants to get somewhere he's getting somewhere and nobody's nobody isn't in it isn't going to be able to stop that he has great feet work amazing feet work out of the post he can pass out the post amazingly when the double team comes and last year the Sixers finished the Sixers finished in sixth place with the addition of shooters like Seth Curry. And I'm going to say this with a lot of reluctance, Danny Green, but a lot of reluctance because sometimes Only he plays be, against the freaking Lakers. Uh, some nights he'll, he'll be a great, some nights he'll be a great shooter. Some nights he'll be an absolutely terrible shooter. And, but, 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 but them adding shooters like that allows their offense to actually flow. Unlike last year when they had, they didn't have any many shooters. And last year with their offense with Ben Simmons, they're like, I've mentioned a million times, Ben Simmons is literally only good going downhill. You put him in a half court set. He's literally useless. He's useless on offense. And, but adding players like, like Seth Curry and Danny green allows them to run high pick and rolls and have, and have uh, shooters on in the corner shooters, fading out with Joel Embiid fading out Joel Embiid rolling to the hoop Seth Curry spotting up and so that's going to give their it's going to give their 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 half court offense a lot more spacing also adding Dwight Howard man that was a great pickup for them man that's going to give that's going to give him great defensive presence for when Joel Embiid's not on the court and the reason why I have the 76ers over the Pacers to be honest with you man is for one person that's Joel Embiid he is that guy that's like I have never seen Joel Embiid play this good in in the like, I think five years that he's been in the league, man. So I, I'm yeah. I'm real I'm real high on Joel Embiid this year, man. I just I just hope nothing happens to him. I know he's a real injury prone guy. I'm I'm really hoping nothing happens to him because he is balling, y'all. So that's who I got in the fourth seed, man. Junior, I want to hear who you got because you you gave me some heat for that. Yeah, no. So so first before we could before we get to the Sixers, um, it's funny because remember we actually had this conversation I think at the beginning of the season, and you're like you I mean you've been saying this forever that like you can't keep Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons together. And you have to get rid of one of them. And for the longest time, I used to always say keep Ben Simmons, not because he's a better player, because he's not, but because he's just less injury prone than Joel Embiid, right? Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. you don't know if you're going to lose him, and you get more return on value now when he's not, you know, injured. But now that ship is long gone. Like now, you keep a you keep an injury prone Joel Embiid at all costs at this point now, because if he's going to play this way, I mean, I, I did not expect him to to just make Man. such a jump. I always knew he was good. He was always a star in the league, but now he's in that superstar range. Like he is having a hell of a year so much so that I have him higher than fourth. So I actually have the Celtics in fourth and uh, talking about another player who took a giant leap this season, Jalen Brown. I I actually had a conversation. I had actually had a conversation with Nick dude, probably like a year ago when Jalen Brown got that extension. And I said, dude, he does not deserve that extension. He's getting paid fat. No, I know. I was wrong. I was wrong. 
I say he did not deserve that extension. I can't believe he got that much money. You know, the Celtics are super for paying him that much, but no, man, like he is balling out of his mind. 27 points, six rebounds, four assists. They're all career numbers, except for his rebounds that are literally 0.4 rebounds shy of his career high. So you, you pair that with an already proven stud in Jason Tatum averaging 27-7-4, and you get a pretty good team. The only, and I, if I really want to get nitpicky, my issue with them would be a little bit of their depth compared to, to the teams above them. Not compared to any team, right? They have more depth than, you know, the Wizards. But compared to the teams above them, hold I on, think... Hold on to that point, Jenner. Hold on to that point, because okay. I, I, I got a question about that. Okay. When I get to my next team. Okay, so... That point about my, depth, but keep going. Okay. Death. Death. No, I said Death. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no. no, I'm talking about that. The skit. Yeah. But uh, uh, my issue with them is, is their depth compared to the teams above them. You know, because um, after those two, you get Kemba Walker, who's earned his respect in the league. I know Nick loves Kemba Walker. Uh, he's earned his respect in the league. But after Kemba, there's a big drop off. Maybe Marcus Smart. But then after Marcus Smart, there's another huge drop off, right? So I think. We keep dropping off. I must be forgetting someone big. And the, I think Nicole you are. Nicole <laughs> I Yoke think you are. <laughs> uh, um, but I think they have enough to be a top four team. Uh, obviously, uh, I wouldn't put them in fourth. Uh, I just don't think I can see them competing for a championship this year. This year, just because the competition is so tight. So even if the one of the three teams above them falls, and I don't see all three of them falling. Um, I just don't see, like, it, all three teams would have to fall for a door to open for the Celtics, and I just don't think that's going to happen. They have a good squad, but I think they need a little bit more depth, or if they're going to, you know, not add depth and just add another superstar. And 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 we'll see the, the teams above them in the list, you know. They just, they don't, either they don't have as much talent, but they're deeper, or they have more talent, but they're not as deep. And I think the Celtics are just kind of in that middle. Um so I just think they're, they're going to have to see more, especially out of Kemba, too. I mean, Kemba has been not the Kemba we're used to seeing, 15 points, five assists. They need more, more for him. So if, you know, if they get more for him, maybe they start competing uh, with a top four title. But right now, I think they're just slightly, slightly below the top three teams. So that's why I got That was a little longer than I expected, but that's why I got in fourth. What about you, Nick? Hey, man, you're going to make this easy for me. So, uh, yeah, I actually got him there as well. Um, I'm actually surprised myself that I didn't rank them higher than fourth, to be honest, because I actually love the Celtics. However, there is a reasoning for that. They're a young team. I'm not necessarily saying they're inexperienced because they have been there. They went to the conference finals last year. Uh, but that addition of Tristan Thompson really, really helps them out a lot. Guy with experience who really just has. I hope it's not who John, John, Tristan Thompson. That's what I forgot. Dog, someone else too. Him, him, him and someone else too. That's a defensive Nick. Keep going, but that's a defensive. I'm sorry, Nick. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. Don't so want to say Peyton that, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, hey, don't don't disrespect my guy Tristan Thompson because he's there for one job and one job only. But he does it well. All right, that's the point, and uh, it makes me believe that they can really contend. You know, out there, and yeah, it's going to be tough with those other. Uh, three, three teams I got in front of them, but um, just kind of add in that as well. Jason Tatum, in my humble opinion, is coming into his own as a pure scorer and seems to be just becoming one of those few unguardable guys in the NBA. And I truly believe he can only get better from there. Um, Jalen Brown, like Junior mentioned, he has been my favorite player for a while now. Obviously I do have my uh, appreciation for Kemba Walker. Um, and we'll talk about that in a sec, but 
Jalen Brown is my favorite player of this team because of how well he can just get to his spots and how well he shoots the ball. He can get to the rim whenever he wants. He really takes the load off Tatum's shoulders a lot whenever Tatum gets double teamed. And the two really mesh well together. Honestly, I like seeing them pass it around to each other because they know that, you know, one of them's got the shot or whatever. Um, moving back to Kemba, he's my guy, but, you know, we did see him decline a little bit this past season. And uh, I really, I really just, I want to make it short and simple. He needs to show up this season, yeah. you know, kind of, kind of what Junior was saying before, but yeah, he just needs to show up. He has that potential, that, that capacity, um, but, you know, he just needs to figure it out, plain and simple. Marcus Smart is uh, also one of those other guys that is kind of jockeying for that position. Um, and right now I'd give it to him, to be honest. I, gi I give him the starting spot over Kemba Walker just because of the defensive presence that he brings, all his hustle plays. They're very undervalued uh, a lot elsewhere. But I think with Brad Stevens being the head of this team, his system works well with the players, and he really knows how to get everyone involved. So I got them at number four uh, for good reason as well. What about you, Jalen? Uh, for my number four, I put the 76ers at my number four. You know, uh, Joel Embiid is having an amazing season. With, with he's he's averaging twenty eight points per game and like twelve rebounds a game. He's having a, it's crazy, and uh, and honestly, I think just like what John was saying, I think that the addition of Danny Green and Seth Curry is pretty good. You know, like like now with them both on the team, uh, they'll be able to like to, to to spread out the floor more. You know, and they have more uh, more space for for Ben Simmons to attack or for you know. Uh, Joel Embiid to have his back to like back to the basket because they always have that threat of someone um, gonna dish it out to the shooter. You know, Seth, Seth Curry is shooting about forty percent from three point this year, so I mean they have some pretty lethal lethal shooter shooters on that team. But uh, that's why I have them above the Heat is because you know they have Ben Simmons on, on the team too. He was an All Star, and they have a pretty good team in the Seventy Sixers. Definitely. I, I, I definitely feel you, Jalen. I, I, I like the point you bring up of, of, of Seth, Seth spacing the floor and Danny Green spacing the floor for Ben Simmons to have more room to go downhill because we know if Ben Simmons is not driving to the hoop or playing him downhill, he's literally useless. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's uh, a good facilitator. Averaging yes. triple double. No, he's not averaging triple double, but he's close to it. Uh, so, real quick. If you just, 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 just save me some time. If you're going to say Daniel ties, I, I would just get out right D now. Dog, dog, dog. Go <laughs> watch. Right go, go, Daniel, I just, I just, I would just kick you from the chat then because go watch this, this, the Celtics. Go watch the Celtics. Nick, Nick, Nick just said it perfectly. Oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna get to my point. I'm gonna get to my, my, my point of the other players. But yeah, I have the Celtics. I have the Celtics in and in, in the in the number three in number three seed. Right? Nick said it perfectly. Daniel Tice and Tristan Thompson. You're right. They're not stars, but they do their job so well. Daniel Tice, watch the Celtics. Watch. He is a perfect pick and roll man. He rolls to the hoop so amazingly. He boxes out things that are not on the stat sheet. He gets he he gets so many rebounds, advances the ball. He uh he 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 hustles. He hustles so much, okay? But 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 hold on. Let let, let, let me just get to my main points, right? Cuz cuz those guys they're, they're they're big, but they're 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 not they're not really why I have the Celtics in the third seed, right? So I have Celtics in the third seed cuz they they got a real deep team, man. They got a they got a deep team, 
with 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 Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kemba, uh, Kemba, Marcus Smart. Like I like I was gonna say, I even have right here on my notes. Don't sleep on Daniel Tice and, and Tristan Thompson. Do not sleep on them, dog. Don't sleep on them. They're good on defense, yep. right? And and so they have <laughs> they, they they have ex, they have extreme depth, and they and the Celtics have have they've, they've proven that they've proven that in the in the game in the last game that they played against the 76ers. What this and when I wrote this, 76ers were the number one seed in the in the Eastern Conference. Jason Tatum didn't play in both games that they played on that back to back. Both Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, and Marcus Smart. All had more than all had more than twenty points, so that shows that other players are able to step up when the best player when the when the best player is out like that. And like how you guys said, man, Jalen Brown has solidified has solidified himself as a star in that first game against the 76ers, Put twenty six twenty six points, five four uh, five assists, four rebounds. In the second game, forty two points. 10, 10 rebounds, uh, uh, 10 rebounds, four, four, uh, four assists, one steal, one block, and went eight from 10 from, from the three-point line. And like how Nick said, he does things on the court that you can't really put into the stat line. He gets wherever he wants. If he wants to drive, he's going to drive. You nothing you can do about it. If he wants to spot up at a three, he's going to get, he's going to get his shot off. And the reason why I have the 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 Celtics over the 76ers in general, when I told you to when I told you to hold, hold on to your point about the, you think the, the Sixers being deeper, I actually completely disagree because if this if Joel Embiid goes down, I don't even know if the Sixers are a top seven seed in 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 the in the Eastern Conference. If we just saw if Jason Tatum goes down. They are, they're not a number three seed, but they are still a top five seed with Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Kemba Walker, Tristan, uh, uh, Tristan Thompson, Daniel Tice. They can, they can still step it up if their star player goes down. If the 76ers star player goes down and Joel Embiid, uh, I don't really know. He's Dwight. How are we going to be able gonna, to do you're, that? You're going to have to put some respect on my boy Dwight Howard's name. Ah, but <laughs> but I don't know. But 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 I, you're right. He needs respect, but not as much respect as Jalen Brown needs as like that's even that second star. So I uh, like that. So that's why I really wanted to ask you a question of like, you really think that the 76ers are deeper than the Celtics after I, I listed so. all these players? I think so because you got you got Embiid as the big. You got Dwight behind him. You got Ben Simmons. And then you got Seth Curry behind him. You got Tyrese Maxey, uh, who's a shooting guard, I believe, right? And who do they have a shooting guard now? Dan, Danny um, Green. Danny Green. Danny Green's playing shooting guard, not small forward? He's playing shooting okay. guard for them. So they got Danny Green. Uh, Tobias oh, is playing so small that, that's pretty Tobias horrible. Harris. Tobias Harris. They got Tobias Harris. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, they, just, they have a, Matisse Tybel, who's respectable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just... Forking Korkmaz, John, you love international players. There's another Turkish <laughs> delight for you. Uh, he's a solid shooter. At least he was lights out today. Um, so I, I think they have. A, I think the Sixers are actually the deepest team in the East. Wow. In my opinion. Um, I, I think they actually, aside from the Lakers, had the best offseason, in my opinion. You, you so, would take so 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 so. Quick question: Who who is this? Who do you think is the second option on that 76ers team? Ben Simmons. You would take Ben Simmons over Jalen Brown? No, but I'm talking about depth. I'm not, I'm not talking about. Yeah, but but as as your second player, if you if you had you you had your star player, and now yeah. you got to pick your second player, would you take Jalen Brown or or Ben so, Simmons? So I, I would take Jalen Brown any day of the week. But I guess what I'm trying to tell you is this: the best player out of those four, like we're looking at Simmons, Brown, Tatum, and Embiid, right? Embiid's the best player mm-hmm. of those four. Then it's Brown. Then it's Tatum and Brown. 
then it's Tatum Simmons. is real close. He's close. Yeah, I think Tatum is second. Yeah, no, he, but he's Tatum like he's not him. far off from Joel Embiid. Right. So so and then and then you have Simmons, but then everybody else is a Sixer, and then you get to Kemba Walker. You know what I mean? Uh, no, that's unfair to Kemba Walker. Danny Green and Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is doing. I would take. I would take Marcus Smart over anybody after after Ben Simmons on that on that team that you listed. Anybody. I would like anybody I, like, over Tobias Harris. Even though there's, there's different I wouldn't positions. take him over Tobias. I wouldn't take I, him over I, Tobias Harris. Either. I don't know, bro. Hey, Tobias Jay, is balling today. <laughs> Marcus Smart is having. Marcus Smart is having a good year. He's shooting like a a, a this his season high, his career high in three point percentage. We know he's yeah. he's a he's a great he's a great defender. He always brings that energy. He does never lacks energy. And again, best type of ability is availability. The man always plays. He don't take games okay. off. I, I don't 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 lose it right now. But like. I would actually, I wouldn't even go. I might actually think about even taking Marcus Smart over Seth Curry because Seth Curry has been balling, my guy. He's been balling. You, you, wait, you would take Seth Curry over Marcus? I'd consider it. I'd consider I consider it. I don't know, he, but he, but it's a defensive liability, right? Yeah. He's, at, he's, he's at 15.6 points a game, right? So I'm just talking about. I'm just talking about on the offensive on the offensive end of the floor. Marcus is at 13. Um, and look, you have good defense in Embiid. You have good defense in in Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is a great defender. Actually, that's one of the mm. facets of his game that make up for him being such a bad shooter. So, so I think that just the pieces fit well, fit better in Philadelphia than they do in 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 Boston. But but again, this isn't supposed to be like Boston sucks and Philly is great. And no, I got you. I, no, no, definitely, yeah, definitely, I just, no, I definitely close. It's like the battle of greats. But I, I just, I just, I, per, I think the Sixers are one of the deepest teams in the NBA, uh, definitely in the East. Um, so it's just that's that's kind of what I have. But but no, you definitely make good points. You know, I I I just meant the, the joke about uh, Daniel Tice just because. I, I know you love these international players. Uh, I, I thought you were going to say the the ghost of Ennis Cantor from last season is enough <laughs> to carry the, the the Celtics. But but for my third man, I actually got the Sixers. Obviously, no 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 surprise here. But I think they're really looking. They're looking real impressive. Um, the top the top of the East. They they're. I think they're going to slow down a bit. They're really hot right now. I think they're going to slow down a bit, but and ultimately finish third. Uh, otherwise I would have him first, <laughs> but, um, I just wonder, like you said, John, how long is Joel going to be able to keep doing this? Cause he's so injury prone. He's so fragile that I don't know how long he's going to be, you know, being able to play at this level. Like you see today, he landed on his back during the game and people were like, Oh, well, is that it? Now it's done. Right. And like, you know, so you never know. So Sixers fans are probably like on pins and needles. Not sure when, you know, if something's going to happen to Joel Embiid. And, and, but right now, I guess the only people that should be scared is this competition because he's been on another level, 28 <laughs> points a game, 12 assists and a steal a game. And he gets contributions from Simmons who is at 13 points, nine assists and eight, eight board, 13 points, nine boards, eight assists. And I know John just loves to bash Ben Simmons, but those are solid numbers, man. <laughs> those are solid numbers and, and a block and two steals. That's pretty good. It's offensive output drop but he still continues to contribute on defense and facilitating. And today's game, we saw it. Like he wasn't out there scoring 50 points or anything like that, but he, 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 he fakes like, you know, no one's going to go guard him at the three, but he's going to fake the drive. The lane is going to collapse. He's going to kick it out to a shooter. He's got Danny green. When Danny green's hot. Great. He's got Seth Curry. Who's been hot. Right. And, 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 uh, 
and B can hit a shot here and there. You know what I mean? Definitely. So, so I think, I think adding players like Seth Gary gives them great depth. I mean, I think Seth was shooting over 50% from the three, at least last time that I checked, he was close to that. He's uh, he's at 54 right now. So, so that's a very solid player to have on there. And they have Dwight Howard, who I know I'm not, this isn't, you know, magic Dwight Howard. I get it. Uh, but he's solid off the bench. You know what I mean? And on top of all that, Tobias Harris, 19 points a game, hit the game winner today, solid player. I, I personally think he's still got something left to give. He's getting paid like it. So so yeah. I think they just they, they have a solid team and 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 they deserve to be in third place. So that's what Thank I got. You. What about you, Nick? All right. So what I got for number three might seem a little interesting to you guys, but uh I got the Brooklyn Nets, man. Ooh, I got the Brooklyn Nets. And the reason uh, for that, you know. That's awesome. I really like that pick. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, they, they get crazy when they hear all these guys coming together. And, yeah, sure, they may be the super team of the East. That's plain and simple, everything. Kyrie, Harden, KD, you know, you can't really doubt that, right? But it's, not, it's only on paper, you know. Like, for the, for the first few games, we've seen it. We've seen it. Uh, they, lo- they have some notable losses, um you know and just like losing to teams that really aren't better than them on paper uh they're still trying to figure stuff out um going going to the uh, (laughs) yeah yeah exactly going to going to the other players uh you know joe harris for example he's a consistent guy as a shooter who helps place space the floor when all the other attention is on the stars so i really like him as an up-and-comer um you know just shooting the ball because uh, he shoots it well, he does it. He does it to you know help his team, and he's very effective at it. DeAndre Jordan also beast on the boards. You know that like kind of like what we said with some other centers, uh, like you know Daniel Tice and all them. He pretty much just has one job: is literally to set screens, roll, rebound, and catch an alley oop every once in a while, and play some defense. He's also good at defense as well. Uh, but I have him ranked lower than probably expected. Uh, just because we haven't really seen these guys mesh uh, very well yet. Obviously, you know, um, KD and and, uh, Harden had that relationship before in OKC, but, um, you know, people keep saying it, too many egos, not enough balls to go around, whatever, whatever cliche you want to use, you know, it's, it kind of is true, honestly. And with the whole, the whole stuff that's going on with Kyrie right now, like all the media attention and stuff, like, I'm not saying like, you know, that affects their game, but like when you have people kind of breathing down your neck about stuff, you know, it's like that puts more pressure. So we'll see how it goes. But um, besides DeAndre Jordan, Kevin Durant, I believe they personally, I personally believe they lack the defensive prowess uh, to get past my top two picks uh, or maybe even get to the Eastern conference finals, to be quite honest with you. Uh, They're phenomenal offensive team on paper. Like I said, but if they can't seem to find a way to work together, I got these other teams ranked higher than them at one and two. So that's who I got at number three. Might be a little surprising, but uh, Jalen, who you got? Just I'm really real quick to hear. Just real quick, Jalen, before you go, that that's a that's a great picnic, honestly. Like I I I, I you made some great points that makes me actually rethink my picks. So mm-hmm. shout out. That was that was that was a real that was a real good analysis. Go ahead, Jalen. Uh, well, for me, for my for my number three, I put the Celtics. I put the Celtics because, you know, they're a young team. 
with amazing talent, you know, with uh, Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum. So I, I honestly don't think that there's no going down from like from now on. I think they're only going up. You know, they're currently oh, – they're, they're fifth in the East right now, but, but um, they're going to be number three for sure, number three or, or number two. So just just give them some time, and they'll have, you know, Eastern Conference finals in their – like in the books by, by this year or next year for sure. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. All right. So, so now, now we're getting in some real top two, top two, top two, top two, some, some, some real crazy territory, man. So, so now, man, who I'm, who I'm going, so I'm going to start off with my, my number two C, man. So who I'm going for the number two C, man, is the Nets. I'm going, I'm going with the Nets for the number two C and just how, how, and, and, you know, first I, you know, I, I want I want to give, give, give their respect, give, give their props. And then, and then I'm going to talk about some of, some of their downfalls, you know, of course, of course, you know, you, 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 when you have a chance to get a player like Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, you do it, you know, you do it. And that's why, you know, I can't, I can't fault Sean Marks and, 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 and the next, and the Nets operations for, 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 for going and then pulling off a trade, like getting James Harden, you know what I'm saying? Because when you, when you get, when you have a chance to get a player like that, you get him and just, yeah, and then you figure it out after once you have him, because then somebody else is going to get him, And then, and now you're going to be getting torched by him. So after I, I after I've said that, you know what I'm saying. I, I had to give their respect to the Nets before be able to get them. But with that in mind, like how Nick said, there's only one basketball that they play with. Kevin Durant. <laughs> they don't play with three basketballs. Kevin Durant, James, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving are not the players who can. Maybe Kevin Durant. Maybe Kevin Kevin Durant affects the game in other ass, uh, assets, and he can affect the game without having the ball in his hand. But James Harden and Kyrie Irving, not that they're useless, but they don't. Their value isn't very much if they don't have the ball in their hands. If Kyrie Irving isn't dribbling, 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 playing with the ball, playing with you, blowing by you, what's he gonna do? If James Harden isn't blowing by you, stepping back, drawing fouls with the ball, what's he gonna do? Right. And so, so, so they need, so those are, those are two players and Kevin Durant as well, but Kevin Durant can do some other things as well, a little bit more than those two. But so those, especially, especially, yeah, <laughs> especially James Harden and Kyrie Irving, if they don't have the ball in their hands, what are they, what are they doing for, what are they doing for the team? And another thing I want to, I want to bring up is Kevin uh, is Kevin Durant, again, not as much more, more James Harden and, and Kyrie Irving. If James Harden and Kyrie Irving are having a bad game, like, it's they're 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 such great players that you don't just go like okay stop shooting no you keep shooting because you know that eventually you're gonna find it when you find it it's gonna look great you're gonna start go for like a 40 ball right but the problem is when you can't when, when you're having a bad game and you're looking for your shot and you and the only way to look for your shot is just keep shooting keep shooting keep shooting and james harden if he keeps shooting keep shooting keep shooting keep missing keep missing keep missing all that's doing is taking away shots from other players, taking away shots from like from DeAndre Jordan, taking away shots from Joe Harris. And for example, and one thing I want to bring up is since the James Harden trade, Joe Harris is like how Nick mentioned, he's a he's a great three-point shooter. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you want it, you want those three-point shots. He's taking five less three-point shots a game since James Harden has came to the team. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 that hurts. That, that hurts because Yes, James Harden may hit those shots, but when he's not hitting, you have James Harden not hitting and Joe Harris, who is would would have been hitting those three point shots, and he's not even taking them anymore, right? So, and and DeAndre Jordan, yes, he's he's being great, he's great on the defensive end, but st- on the offense, statistically, he's having one of the worst offensive uh, offensive game uh, seasons of uh, of of his career. 
but to end my to 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 end my point off, I do want to give one more props to James Harden though, because in this last game that the, that they had against against the Miami Heat, he wasn't hidden. He wasn't hidden, right? And he was over, he went over five on threes. He went two for eight from the field, and like I think barely I think barely had I think he barely had like ten points, right? But he realized that he wasn't hitting stop shooting and ended up with 11 assists, eight and eight rebounds. But the only problem I have with that is I don't know if he can keep that up for, for, for a season, right? Like, like it's, it, it's easy. You know what I'm saying? The first couple of games, like, yeah, James Harden is going to be very passive. He wants to find his role on the team, but once he gets comfortable on that team and finds his role for the last 12 years, he's been shooting like 30 shots a game. You think he's just going to one year, just be like, oh, I'm just going to start passing the ball. Like, no, once he gets comfortable, he's going to be like, bro, I'm, I want my shots. I want my shots. And he's going to do, he's going to shoot. And then, and then like how, like how Nick said, egos are going to collide, man. The egos, Kyrie and K- Kyrie, I'm KD. And I'm not, I'm not trying to disrespect him. But he's the softest player in the NBA. But like he can't take it. Like if, so if James Harden says something to him, he's going to go tweet about it. Kyrie Irving's going to go, ru- <laughs> Kyrie Irving's going to go run away and like do his little sage. So it's just going to be, so it's going to be huge uh, egos colliding, man. And, and, so I, I don't know, man. Like I, I really wanted to put him in the first seed because of those three players, but the all three of those players are huge locker room cancers. And the team that I have in my number one seed, which I mean, is only one team left. Uh, they've proven they've proven that they can do this. And but but the reason that I do have the Nets over the Celtics is, is honestly because of Kevin Durant alone. The man is having an MVP type year right now. 31 points per game, six assists, seven rebounds, 53% from the field, and 48% from deep, man. I'm I mean, I'm impressed by KD, especially coming back from, from that injury. That I mean, we knew he'd be good, but we didn't know we didn't know he'd be uh, MVP season Kevin Durant good. So I'm real impressed by that, man. So that's who I got in the second seed. Y'all talk to me about your second seed. Man, it's tough. Like I, I had to like one and two was real, real one and three was really, really close. One, two, and three were all close. But I ultimately did land on the Nets as, as a second pick as well, as a second seed as well. I mean, you guys vote Nick, John, you all hit the points pretty much, you know. I think that that Durant, Harden, and Irving might be the best trio on paper ever assembled, you know. And then you take all that and you put it in the East, you know what I mean? Like, it, honestly, like, if there's just a reason why I have the Bucks first, and I'll say it when we get there. But uh, uh, I think they're just they're, – they're going to be, you know, comfortably at the top and not number one, but, you know, comfortably there in that, 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 that top three, you know, area. Like, I don't see them falling. Like, you know, I could see the Sixers maybe falling a fourth, something like that. But I, I can't see the, the Nets falling beyond second, really. Um, I, honestly, even if it was just KD and Irving, I would have put them in the top three. When you add Harden, it just it just you know it, it just takes them to that other level. KD, like you said, John, you know, thirty-one, seven, six, Irving at twenty-nine, five, and six, Hardening at twenty-four, eight, and twelve. Just Nets. That's just just his Nets number. They're just crazy, you know what I mean? But it's funny because that first game just kind of I don't know, like watching Harden like pass the ball so much felt I, I don't know how to say it, but it felt so fake. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, bro, you're fronting so much right now. Like, we know you're not about to be passing like this, you know? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm totally going to facilitate all the time. Here you go, Man. dish, dish. You know what I mean? It felt so fake watching that. Uh, but, you know, I, I I just don't – I can't – they have the best – probably the best team on paper in the league currently. But we haven't seen that chemistry mesh yet, so it would be crazy to put them – you know, over a team that we have seen the chemistry match, at least during the regular season. And, um, you know, I think that their defense is actually 
gonna be garbage. Like that's actually <laughs> a rough word, but I think their defense is gonna be garbage. You know, they have zero rim protection. DeAndre Jordan isn't the defender he used to be. I know people are gonna be, oh, DeAndre Jordan, but no, he's not who he used to be. He he can be a good defender because of his size and agility, but he's not a defensive player of the year level defender, right? Uh, enough that he can make up for the uh, for the other to the rest of the team's lack of defense, you know. Um, and it's the East. You don't need to have the best chemistry to be near the top when you have this sort of offensive firepower. But I, I just think I just think that they're it's not going to be enough for them to win the title, at least not this year, because you know, like you guys both said, it's playing with one ball, not three. You know, I, I think. And another thing that I think about the East is it's actually going to mask a lot of the issues that the Nets have, that's going to be exposed when they play against the, the you know, it, theoretically, if they make the finals, whoever makes the final out of the West, because the West is a freaking gauntlet. Like whoever thinks, you know, obviously I think the Lakers are going to win it, but I'm also biased, but regardless of who makes it out of the West, you know what I mean? Regardless, if you made it out of the West, you earned that, you know what I mean? So, 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 so unless it's the Clippers, then I didn't earn it. The rest probably did it for me. <laughs> uh, I think that if you make it out of the West, you earned it, you know? So, Whoever makes it out there is going to be a great team and it's going to expose some of the things that maybe the Nets could have masked by just playing weaker opposition in the East. So that's why I got a second. What about you, Nick? No, absolutely. You hit on some good points too. I mean, I think it's all kind of coming together with how the Nets are going to look this year. Um, you know, interesting. I, I am hopeful for them. I like the players, but you know, it just, it doesn't really seem like, you know, things can go smoothly, whether it's locker room issues or, you know, sharing the ball or anything like that. So we'll see how it goes for sure. I, I am pulling for them to do well, but at the same time, you know, like I said, we'll see. Um, at number two for me, I've got those Philadelphia 76ers. Sixers. Um, and I think that, you know, obviously it's already been said, uh, Joel Embiid, finding his groove offensively has a case for MVP this season. He's realizing from what I've seen that he is more efficient as a true big man than a shooter. Obviously he's good doing both. Um, but he used to shoot a lot last season. He had more shot attempts than um, I forget who it was, but basically my point is, is that he was shooting a lot and um, he wasn't always hitting, you know, he can extend out to certain ranges for sure but I think that he does his best work inside and in the paint. And um, I think that he's realizing that now, and that's why he's getting more points, more rebounds, all that. Uh, so, yeah, obviously a huge part of the Sixers. That's pretty much one of the main reasons why I had them second. Uh, Seth Curry and Danny Green, like they were mentioned earlier, nice floor spacers uh, with Ben Simmons, especially like I think Junior mentioned earlier, driving and kicking. Uh, he's going to draw double teams if Joel doesn't or even Tobias Harris at some points. Um, and that kick, that kick out is going to be really helpful for shooters like Seth Curry, who's having a great season, like John mentioned before. And uh, also Danny Green, who is kind of more of a, uh, a polarizing player. Um, yeah, you know, as we've, as we've seen before, um, he, he, I like to compare him to, and some people may not like this, but a J.R. Smith type as far as like, you know, kind of getting hot when he does, you know, I think one of the other nights ago, he put up like 26 points or something like that. Uh, but those were mostly all threes, you know, so he was hitting uh, and, you know, he's not always going to be like that. So like, that's kind of why I hesitated uh, about him, for example, but, you know, I, I hope that he at least is solid 
uh, moving forward. Tobias Harris, obviously undeniable talent right there. Um, his offense comes to him easily when he's on one-on-one situations um, because he, he has a great, uh, great face-up game, great mid-range. Uh, obviously, he can space the floor too, um, but he knows that he's better more inside as well. Um, and when, you know, teams are forced to double Embiid or Simmons, Tobias isn't that bad of a third option. And I, I personally think he's a second option in front of Simmons. But, like, either way you want to look at it, um, he's one of the better two-way players in the game. Plays great defense as well. Um, and adding that defense into uh, effect with Joel Embiid, obviously one of the greatest defensive players that we have in the game, uh, you know, that's a great combo, especially – you know, for trying to win championships. Like I always say, like offense wins games, but defense wins championships. So that's why I got those Sixers at number two. What about you, Jalen? Uh, for my number two, I put the Nets at, at my number two. Uh, their offensive rating is, is 125.7 already. And today, uh, the the big three, as, as you would say, uh, KD had 32 and five, Kyrie had 26 and seven, and James Harden at 31 and 15. So they're already playing pretty good together. And, and KD got some broken ankles. So uh, <laughs> the team's looking pretty good. You know, uh, it's, it's just all about, you know, we all know that, that, they could, that they could play basketball, but can, they, but can they do it together? And can they do it without affecting, you know, uh, you know like, like the, the vibe in like the locker room or, you know, like, like at press conferences or anything like that, you know, like, like that's the concern that I have with them, but but basketball wise, you know that they're gonna get it done. Uh, three of the best scorers in like in in the league currently. So I mean, it's a pretty good combination. But uh, yeah, I've been at, at, at number two. Definitely. So we all got the same number one then. So we yeah. definitely all got the same yep. number one, man. Uh, we 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 definitely got the Orlando. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we definitely all got the, the the Milwaukee Bucks, man. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why I won number one is like, you know, they had the best. They had the best league record, not just the Eastern Conference. They had the best league record uh, last season. They were ranked the number one defense, and they got better on the on the defensive end by adding a great guard uh, defender like Drew Holiday. Great, uh, great, uh, big defender like Bob, like Bobby Portis. Giannis is actually shooting the best three point percentage of his the best three point percentage of his entire career, and that was the Bucks' biggest downfall last season. This is also the best roster that Giannis has ever had around him. And and but one thing I do want to mention, right? So I have the Bucks first in the in, over the over the Nets in the regular season because in the season in the span of a season, your bench matters. Right, because you know, you start, start star players go star players go down and the season so long your bench matters, but in a seven in, in a playoff series in a seven game series I would actually take the Nets because in a seven game playoff series that's usually when your star players come out and your star players just play because it's seven games so it's like there's a less chance of you get there's less there's less chance of you getting hurt and also if you do if you do get hurt. You kind of like, unless you're soft, you kind of go like, man, I don't even care. I gotta, pl- I gotta play through this because I, I, it's it's this playoff series. You know what I'm saying? I got it's, it's either here or go home. So playoffs is a lot more of a place where your star players come out and shine. And the Nets have more star players. 
than the Bucks, but the Bucks definitely have a deeper team, which is why in the span of a season, I'd have the Bucks in this first seed. But if there was, a, if it came down to a playoff series, I would take the Nets over them. I just, I definitely would just wanted to throw that out there because I don't want people thinking like I'm thinking the net, the Bucks are better than the Nets in the span of a season. They are, but in this playoff series, when you when you compare star player to star player, and and let's go tit for tat, I'm, I don't think anybody in the East can can match up with the Nets tit for tat. Well. But, but I, so I agree to a certain extent, but you have to look at a couple of things. One thing that I factored in having the Bucks in my, uh, as the, the, you know, the top team in the East is Giannis has a chip on his shoulder, man. He's already failed out of two playoffs. Like, and I think that the team that he's got around him gotten better. He's going to have to go out there and just kill it because can you imagine if he fails for a third time? Like, and he just signed that five-year contract. They're going to be looking at him like a fool. Like, man, why did you stay? You know what I mean? And then maybe it's like, maybe he's the problem. No, no, he's the problem. Oh, trade Giannis. He sucks. It's not that. But it's like, it, it's like, man, maybe he can't get it done. Some players just choke up in the playoffs. You know what I mean? And the, is Giannis one of those players? So far, that's all he's given us, right? Because he's had the best team in the East. And, and, and like last season, he didn't even get to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know what I mean? So, so, so I think it's, it's, it's tough to look at that. And second is think about matchups, right? So Giannis is going to get, Giannis is going to get Kevin Durant on defense, right? Uh, not like it's, you could only yeah. hope to contain Kevin Durant. You can't really stop him. Um, Drew Hall, he's a good defender. He's going to get on Kyrie. He's a good defender, right? Now, obviously there's still a glare gaping hole with James Harden. But, you know, and you can put, you know, several players, you can double them if you need. But I think that it's like it's not so mismatched as I initially thought, you know, it's not a, an extreme crazy mismatch. There's no way the Bucks could ever beat them. Like, I agree. I think the Nets would get them in a, in a playoff series, but I don't think it's like, oh, they sweep them. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I think it's six, not. seven, six, seven games and it could, it could go six, seven games either way type of series. So, yeah, I mean, no surprise. I got the Bucks at first. It's hard to bet against. Hard to bet against Giannis and the Bucks team that just got better. And another thing that's going to help him a lot is there's no more drama wondering if Giannis is re-signing or not. Is he leaving? Is he staying? He's there for now. So now they have one focus. It's on playing basketball and getting it done. They have a great squad. They've gotten better. Giannis really needs to prove himself. You know what I mean? And and he's putting up 27, 10, and 5 right now. Drew's averaging 16 points a game, which is the lowest he's ever averaged since the 16, 17 season. But average, he's averaging two steals a game, which is the highest he's ever averaged in, in his career, right? So, so I think that I think that those, those are all you know they're, they're they're meshing well together. He didn't really impress me in their game against the Lakers where they lost, but uh, I don't take losing to the Lakers as a barometer like oh you suck or you lost to the Lakers. You know what I mean? I think that it's a holistic thing, and even one game, you know what I mean? Like the Nets got popped by the Cavs twice. And I, I'm not saying they're not going to make the playoffs, right? So it's just like it's not you can't just look at one game. But I, I genuinely think that that the Bucks have something to prove, and I think they're going to go out there and do that. And I'm excited for the playoffs, man, because it's it's man, it's going to be it's going to be really really neat to see. I mean, I know we're like in like the first like tenth of the season, still a lot of ground to go, but but uh, it's going to be exciting to see how things are, are going to shape up. So. Tell me, tell me why you have the Bucks, Nick. No, absolutely. I mean, you you kind of hit on most of them. Uh, you guys both, you and John. But um, the one thing that you guys did fail to mention is that Giannis has two back to back MVP seasons yeah. with nothing to show for it. Yeah. 
and honestly, the chip on his shoulder. Yeah, the chip on his shoulder, absolutely. Um, but honestly, you know, I think that you know, having those types of seasons, and then now compared to now, like he's been there, he's lost, he knows what it feels like. He does have that chip, and he's ready to go. Um, especially like what you guys said with a better team around him. Um, you know, Drew Holiday, I believe, is the point guard that they need. Like you said, averaging two two steals a game. Um, that's it. That's huge. That's huge for a Bucks team that does their best in the open floor in fast break points. Um, that really does help because, you know, obviously who's going to stop Giannis running down the floor in three steps? Um, you know, not only that, but um, they can, they, I think they're just the hardest team to guard in general with all their weapons uh, that they do have, you know, they got players like Chris Middleton, who's having an unbelievable uh, year actually averaging 21.8 points a game 6.3 rebounds and 5.8 assists and personally I don't really like Chris Middleton but he's showing some stuff out there that is making me like him a little bit more so very interesting to see him I mean he's probably going to be an all-star this year undeniably that Giannis is too and possibly a third MVP back to back to back I uh, think so I think well, it's gonna be. I think hey, it's gonna be voter fatigue. Like even hey, even if he deserves it, which I don't think he does, I think it's gonna be voter fatigue. Hey, no, absolutely no. I'm I'm saying there's a possibility. There's always a possibility. So you know, I'm just saying keep that in the back of your mind. Right. Also, don't forget about don't forget about certain players like Brook Lopez. Brook Lopez is nice. Um, who's is who is actually solid defensively. Yeah. Um, he can space the floor too, which is really interesting. Um, you know, he's actually perfected his three point shot and he can step a couple feet behind that three point line and still just catapult that thing in there, which I don't know how he does it, but you know, if it goes in, it goes in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Marcus <laughs> Hall shot too. It's like, Duk. but yeah, no, absolutely. And another player that I really love is Dante DiVincenzo. Don't look past that guy. He plays with heart, man. And yeah. um, I really, I really loved him in his college days. Um, and he just, he's a dog. So he loves to play the game and I love players like that. So, you know, just kind of thinking about all these different players and how they kind of mesh with Giannis and, uh, Chris Middleton as well. And Drew Holiday, like all those guys, I think that they definitely like, they're going to be the hardest team to stop. And that's why I have them at number one. And don't forget, don't forget Bobby Portis too. This man has incredible court vision. (laughs) There's nothing this man can't see. (laughs) Hey man, Bobby Portis grabs those rebounds. All right, he's uh, he's actually heck of aggressive. He's so he aggressive. Is, he is. Every game he's up there like ragdolling people, man. No, but, he is. No, he, talk to he, me, I'm like, I'm like, man, that's crazy. All right, so for me, well, um, we all have the same number one, the Bucks, of course, but I don't really have much to say, but um, but that I think that due to Giannis signing this this five year extension. I think that he's going to have more of a, you know, like, like how you guys said, chip on his shoulder to, to really get that championship for this, for, for like, for like for the city that he's playing for. Cause he, 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 he's made it far every year. He has the MVP, the, the defensive MVPs, but he doesn't have anything to show for Like, 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 like it was said before. And I'm, I'm really thinking that he's pushing for it this year. And uh, Drew Holiday was a good addition this year to, to pick up a good defender, a good score, good facilitator, all that stuff. So, uh, they're going to be, be pretty good this year, but it is it they have to just play good in the postseason. That's what that's what it really is. The postseason, that's their that's their emphasis this year. Definitely, definitely. 
But man, there you have it, y'all. That is that is our our Eastern Conference prediction, man. One through fifteen. As always, man, I, w- I want to thank all you guys for coming on here. Nick hitting the jumper. Okay, I'll see you, Nick. But that is our Eastern Conference prediction, man. Jalen, thank you very much, man, for coming on. As always, uh, y- y'all go follow Jalen's Instagram. I'm going to put it right there in his little bubble. Jenner, thank you very much, man, for coming on. I'm going to go put, put Jenner's Instagram right here. And Nick, man, you were an amazing, amazing guest, y'all. We, we was uh, really- Nick came with that heat. It came with the heat, Let's Nick. Go. Definitely, definitely. We we we're happy. We're happy to have you on, Nick. And we're definitely gonna be gonna be having more of you on, man. So so definitely, I want everyone to stay tuned for for Nick for, for future episodes. And I'm gonna go ahead and put Nick's Nick's Instagram in his bubble right there too. So y'all go ahead and and follow follow that as well. And as as always, y'all 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 see the the Clutch Talk Instagram. I'll put it right here. Y'all go ahead and follow that. That's that's where we drop all episode updates and and. And ideas, NBA, NBA trivia, and NBA polls, and everything, man. Interactive polls. So y'all go ahead and stay up to date with that, man. But besides that, do y'all have any last words to say, man? No, I appreciate you having us on. A lot of fun. Definitely, definitely, Jalen, Nick. Yeah, man. Same thing. It's been fun, man. It's just it's interesting hearing all everyone's perspectives, and uh, you know. You never really know what you know until you hear it from someone else. So uh, I, I love talking about That's it. True. And uh, you guys, you guys really helped me uh, kind of rethink some of my picks as well. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I love I love just talking about this stuff. So it's awesome. Thank yeah, you guys. Definitely. Definitely. Jalen, you got anything to say? I just can't wait for this season to be, you know, kind of, you know, just like in the playoff portion of it. I'm, I'm, I'm like eager to see how the Nets perform. And that's all I really got to say. I feel you, man. But 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 that's it, y'all. So pre, pre, appreciate y'all as always, man. And follow the follow the Instagrams and just stay stay tuned, man, for more. We got more heat coming out, and can't I can't I can't wait to see well, who's gonna win the NBA championship this year, man. So so that's it, know. y'all. <laughs> so uh, so so so, so, that, so that's it, y'all. Appreciate y'all tuning in, and that's it, y'all. We had our y'all clutch talk out.